0: Hey, listeners, thanks for tuning into the podcast. I just want to take a moment to mention the podcast sponsor, retrogamestore.com.au. Head over there for all your Game Boy refurbish and repair needs. Screens, shells, buttons, all the bits and pieces. And there's a complete custom build made to order service as well. Also, plenty more retro gaming goodness like video cables, display stand and power supplies, controls, etc. And you can add the code PixelPi at checkout to get 10% off your order. Also take a moment to say if you enjoyed this episode and haven't already, give it a subscribe or follow and a review where you can. And Maybe you want to recommend the Pixel Pie Podcast to anyone you know that would enjoy it. That'd be really appreciated. So thanks for listening and now let's get on with the show.
1: I'm Mike Coulican and you're listening to the Pixel Pie Podcast.
0: Good day, Mike, how you doing, mate?
1: Oh man, good, good. How are you? How about yourself?
0: Yep, not too bad. It's a sweet, warm, nice, warm Saturday here today, three in the hour. But you and I are like, this is really sweet because same time zone, you're like 15 minutes drive from my house. <laughs> Some people are gonna say, Well, that was a real friendly chat because you and I know each other pretty well. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. you're actually you're actually the first retro, what I would call legit retro gamer I met. Um I can't remember what through, probably through Instagram. I saw your stuff. Bit Pretty sure it was, yeah. Bit of Donkey Kong going around at the time. I'd built myself yeah. a pie cab and I was trying to work out what the fuss was about. And I think um, you were like, yeah, look at this, is this place called, now. Oh, no, where was it? One Up. Wow. And um, you took me by, book, took me under your wing and showed me a <laughs> few things and, I pretty much put none of it into practice because I'm bloody hopeless. <laughs> but yeah, from from there on, we've um we've bumped into each other quite a bit, and I've been to your yeah, house and yeah. played games, and so yeah. um yeah, man. So what do you you today? You've been doing some gaming.
1: Yeah, recently. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, been trying to pick up my Donkey Kong skills because we've got uh the Kong Off coming up in. Uh, yeah, mid July. Yeah. At the BPAC Pack, tournament at BrewDog. Dog. So yep. it's not it's not been good. I <laughs> I can barely crack a thousand thousand points anymore. <laughs> <Getting> <laughs> I've old. lost lost all my skills. Yeah. Um, so yeah. A, a little a little bit of that when I'm at um near the world, just trying to seriously put like a credit or two in while I'm there yeah. without trying to be too antisocial.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll um, talk about but, a lot of stuff, like a lot of consoling and game boys and the yeah. but, but I think um I, I would suspect that Oh, well over sort of 60% of your gaming these days is on arcade or pinball, right? Yeah. Are, it's, it's, it's from exactly the arcade. arcade. I mean, yeah. you're involved in things like BPAC is the um, Brisbane pinball and arcade. Massive comp, almost almost a um, a convention in ways because mm, it yeah. goes over a week or so. Um, yep. You're involved yep. in yep. Nether, Netherworld. We'll talk about a bunch, I guess. is a really awesome pub. We call it a pub here in Australia that has a bunch of machines and Mm-hmm. I've spoken about Netherworld. I mean, um, just sort of take another direction. You're on a yeah. uh, you have you have a podcast of your own played up, yeah, uh, podcast yeah. with Sean Dennis Neil and Mike up uh, your mic, and um, <laughs> like those those guys are all you know kind of pumped out of the uh, the Mr Whippy machine at Netherworld. Just you know, Sean's got his face on the wall. He's won the Denizen, which is another you know illustrious yeah. competition that goes down there. Um, I, I think if many people around the world knew what comes out of netherworld they'd be super jelly mm. because it's um it's bloody unreal eh? yeah
1: they 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 push so hard to enrich the community of yeah. nerds and yeah. gamers and hobby hobby yeah. things it's it's that, amazing
0: Dungeons and dragons and heaps of board games yeah. and that one with the where you paint up your matchbox car and you, oh, yeah that, that tabletop game like it's just, it just astounds me what comes out of netherworld
1: it's 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 wild yeah they've, yeah. they've made an absolutely amazing um it's like an oasis. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's how explain and, it?
0: It's in the middle of Fortitude Valley, which is really just a, yeah. a massive sort of basin of just people on a on a Friday, Saturday night, Sunday early Sunday, Monday morning, just getting smashed, pissed, doing whatever yeah, they do. Yeah, right? yeah. Kind of like the worst place I could possibly want to be if I was going to enjoy yeah. my evening. <laughs> and then up in the corner there is like Netherworld, which has been a an old pub's been there forever. It's a beautiful building, you know. Um, yeah. and now it's full of arcade games and heaps of. Heaps of red beers and all sorts of stuff like yeah. that. Heaps yeah. of heaps of pinball
1: machines, heaps consoles, it yeah. all. Yeah. Yeah. And board games, don't forget, card yeah, games. Yeah, it's- yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. So um, yeah, let's I think I've spoken to you a little bit about yourself and things like, um, you know, growing up and that, but maybe because <laughs> uh, you and I, most of our interaction is probably console stuff. We've knocked around yeah, a bit sure. like we used to go, we used to be in the library crew with um yeah. Tech and a few of the other lads and, you know, rock up with some consoles and things like that. And yeah. I've been over. Um, what, one thing yeah. I will say about you, Mike, is um, you're definitely into your fighters, the kind of like, Street Fighter Mortal Kombat sort of thing. Yeah, and just yeah. recently when I was over, I bought the Saturn over with the mode installed. Uh, yeah. And we played something like was it like uh X-Men versus Street Fighter or something? Mm-hmm. And I I beat you. And um <laughs> so I'm never no more fighting games against Mike ever because I'm undefeated. I retire undefeated against yeah, Mike. No, um, most but, welcome. Yeah. You, you love fighting games, do you? And I, where do you think I do. Where, where do you think that started? Because not everything had like a, a Mortal Kombat machine, like at the corner nah, store. So, because you met Game Boys when you are young, where do you think the fighting thing started? Yeah.
1: So, it literally started in primary school um, with mates who had PCs back then, like 286, 386. And we'd seen magazines around at the time, you know, those mid 90s, early 90s, and mm. there's Street Fighter and there's Mortal combats and there's like blood and uppercuts and dragon punches and mm-hmm. freeze free balls coming out of people and mm. spines ripped out. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, so one of the mates at primary school had a brother who was heavy into his computer stuff back then. He was um, doing programming. He knew all the tricks and how to get the computers to do things and get them to run games and to run pirate games too. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, yeah. They brought um, his yeah. So his brother, who was in my year, he brought in Street Fighter Two for the first time. Right. And it's the first time we'd seen a a fighting game. It's on a PC. yeah, on a PC, like yeah, right. off, lo- loading off like three floppy disks, or something, like three three-and-a-quarter-inch yeah. disks. Yeah, right? yeah. And it ran, it, ran, it ran in slow motion because the computer could not deal with it at all. Oh, perfect. So that was like the first exposure. And then then he brought in Mortal Kombat like a year or two later, Mortal Kombat 1.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was Mortal Kombat 1, yeah, because it had the pit in it.
0: Had you seen these and in then- the arcade around that time as well? You no, had-
1: no. Because oh. we were living rural in Western Australia, we yeah. had a local fish and chip shop that would sometimes have an arcade game in it. And that yeah. even even that was specifically more later in the 90s than right. the early 90s. So we hadn't really seen arcade games back then. Right. Um, I'd, I'd seen one at a fish and chip shop near my grandma's place as a young kid, and that yeah. was um, Arkanoid with the yeah. analogue dial. Yeah, right. But that, was, yeah, but that was the arcade machine that I knew was a video game inside this big wooden box. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, so, so from those early days of Mortal Kombat on the – it just fascinated me, and I loved it. And then, as soon as me and my brother started hiring out um, mega drivers and super nesses in the mid to later nineties, yeah, we just get Mortal mm. Kombat, Mortal Kombat two, Mortal Kombat three. Play them. when I, when, I, when we bought our PlayStation one the first time, Mortal Kombat three was one of the first games that, that right. I wanted to get with it.
0: Not Tekken, um, think, Tekken two.
1: Nah, no, nah, that, 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 that did come later, and I grew an right. appreciation for Tekken and the different play style. But Mortal Kombat three was the start, and I just got so stuck into it. And I just right. loved the genre, mm. yeah, especially it's own- Mortal Kombat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I've been thinking about something lately that um, it's it, something's really dawned on me. Like uh, I listen to a few different podcasts, people that do like um, judo and jujitsu and I don't like oh, it, but the yeah, conversation, yeah. You know, there's always like weird sort of song assassins out there that kind of, it's, it's a little about the puzzle. And I think it's um, mm. the gaming I've started to realize just listening to people talk. And also you and I are both mountain bikers and You're trying to string sections together and you're trying to, you're also a fan of like driving games and driving cars. Mm, And it's just it's a puzzle. It's like if you treat any task you're doing like a Rubik's Cube, it's like three to the left, one to the right, roll back, roll back. And for me, mountain biking is the same. It's like link this, link this, gentle just a confidence dab on the brakes, switch the body over here, punch that, and it's I can fully comprehend or believe that a lot of these fighting games are puzzles because I I don't have the hand-eye coordination to forward roll three quarter back roll one quarter <laughs> double double kick punch roll back kick and all of a sudden yeah. this dude's just like destroying everything on the screen. <laughs> well, I can 100% appreciate as opposed to the different style, which is um, like a bullet hell schmart, where you just bang bang bang, mm. bang, bang, bang 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 and no. you're just guiding your way through the <laughs> chaos. Um, so I think it's a special mind in there, Mike. Someone that just takes Definitely. fighting games and just says, "I'm going to make this work." Because you like most of the games you pick up, like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat, that you can complete them, right? It's all a matter of like how quickly.
1: The Mortal, the Mortal Kombat's, yeah, and I, I, not not very many of them actually, yeah. Right. Um, I struggle. I struggle with Street Fighter with the AI. I still find it really tough. I haven't. Well, it's had pretty cheating, get... right? Some
0: people tell oh, yeah. me Street Fighter's super <laughs> cheating.
1: Mortal Kombat's the same, um, right? And I've only actually learned how to manipulate AI in Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three, and that's the right. one that I can speed run. Speed run to the end. Right. Uh, yeah, Mortal Kombat One, Mortal Kombat Two, I still struggle getting past the fourth or fifth enemy. It's just the AI. I haven't learned. I
2: yeah.
1: I, I still enjoy I enjoy getting to that point, and I die. I'm like, i oh, can that was a fun game.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, speaking of the puzzle, learning the speed run of Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three, that was a puzzle. Exactly. I've never made that think before, like you said. It's and it's like, yeah, it's a puzzle, and it's a reaction game as well. So. You need to make the you make a movement, computer will do another movement, you counteract that movement. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It's a little bit like mountain biking where yeah. you're heading down the hill and your eyes see the big rock or the log. Yeah. And you dab the brakes on, you get up close, you get the front wheel up and over or around the side yeah. of it. And then yeah. you let go of the brakes and get going again. It's yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, a um, puzzle. Yeah, and I think when you start breaking a lot of games down like that, like, um, so I'm looking at, um, no one else can see the video, but I can see what's behind you. And um, I, everything behind you is everything from a PS3, a couple of PS3s in box, right through Mega Drive, N64, PS1 games. There's a bunch of Game Boys and Atari Lynx. There's a bunch of boxed um, 2,600 games. So you've got quite the spread and you're quite a player across all the different uh I was going to say genres, but just different eras as well. Eras, um, yeah. Are you still the sort of person that can still go back and play like, let's say, Asteroids 2600? Sure. Do you, yep. does, your, does your puzzle brain still switch on? Is it still...
1: Yeah. <laughs> back When I go back to those games, I the puzzle brain isn't really there for them because I don't know them enough right. to be able to yeah. dig right into them. But yeah. I do love jumping into the arcade action of them and some of those 2,600 ports have the most perfectly translated arcade gameplay. Not, yeah. It's not the perfect arcade port, but the way the game plays is still super fun yeah. with the minimalist graphics. Yeah. Like the, the, the physics in Joust, for instance, is, yeah. I don't know how they program that into this yeah. tiny little yeah. 8-bit console because yeah. the yeah. physics are almost identical. Yeah, it's like um, a flappy floaty and
0: then it just yeah. drops like yeah. a stone when you want it to and then you can get yeah. it. I'm, I'm and it runs and it
1: slows down and stops, or yeah, you can yeah make yeah. It Do the skids as well when the you press fire. Oh.
0: Yeah, the little feet yep. come out and stuff. I'm currently kind of um having a good crack at Double Dragon on the original Famicom, so Japanese. Version. Oh wow! And yeah. I don't really like, sorry, Dennis. Um, I don't really <laughs> like the original Double Dragon, uh, um, in the arcade. Yep. I'm I'm more of a Final Fight type guy, and kind of I play mm. Double Dragon as like you do an elbow, it's like, and eventually the elbow guy, <laughs> <"Ugh,"> it feels. <laughs> framey and laggy like, it's smooth yeah. but it feels like you're fighting in maple syrup the <laughs> yeah. double dragon on famicom again tiny little cartridge it's a very different game it's got a very yeah. different task but it just because it's simple it's just like i just got it. Just this, it just does this it just does this it just does this it just does that so well um and i think you're right when you say there's a game some games um there's other games that are translated from ports to i mean pac-man it's always pac-man is there a yeah. bad pac-man because on atari yeah yeah oh really is it terrible? <laughs> oh, bad. Is that? It's,
1: it's right it's bad yeah
0: yeah but yeah you know i mean you're right those simpler consoles when they take the right port they take yeah. the essence of the port and they just yeah. make it yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Miss, missile command on atari it's just minimalist but
0: right it still works it, without it, the wheel without the it, ball it's
1: it's awesome yeah yeah just your joystick you're just pointing your little crosshair where you want the yeah. missiles explode
0: i, I wish they bring out like a missile command for psvr i've just recently moved oh. my i've moved my ps4 and my vr into my man cave because oh my, cool cool my, my people hog my tv or our tv i shouldn't yeah. say it's mine so i was playing a bit of like um rogue squadron last night just to uh, chase no, tie fighters so- and stuff just to and <laughs> i was like i was just thinking i was like missile command would be rad because you could just kind of like look at it and engage, engage. And that would be
1: cool. Yeah. 20
0: yep. minutes later, eventually throw up and, you know, that's okay. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So yeah. all that stuff, all that stuff on your wall there, mm. everything from a um, game and watch right up to links and PS3. Yeah. Where yeah. did, where did console stuff start for you?
1: Yeah. Um, uh, probably primary school again. I think I was yeah. in year four. so I would have been, I don't know, like eight years old or something. So Just that s- early PC stuff, is that old. kind
0: of your first exposure to gaming?
1: Um, it was, yeah, yeah, mm. for sure. Um, that's a good point. I never thought about that before. That was the first time I saw proper full size video games outside of the game you watch. Um, yeah. And looking at that arcade machine at me my grandma's place. Yeah. That was my first actual dig into fighting games. And, and from that point, me and my mates at primary school, we were, in, for some reason, we were infatuated with this, this, this stuff, this, this stuff on the screen you could move with mm. controller.
0: Like, mm. I, I saw an ad the other day, in Atari ad, and it was um an old Atari ad, and it was like, yeah, don't cool. watch, don't watch TV, play it. And I think <laughs> I think that's what was happening to people like yourself yeah. and I, and anybody else yeah. is, you're used to seeing this screen just feed you, and all of a sudden you can feed something back. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even the concept of Pong is, I'm now making, I'm manipulating, and I, I now I can do the puzzle myself um so i think you know you know it's like you just get infatuated with you know the tech and wow and why yeah, and yeah. where can i get more money to do this more kind of thing yeah, when you're in yeah. you know, grade four
1: mm. yeah oh, yeah true 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 so yeah so i had an nes it was my first console yeah and i think i think we had that i'm have been year near five-ish even you had that for um i think about a year or two and then when the parents realised we were sort of not ever getting off it and Junkies. it a little bit too much, yeah, yeah. that sort of just dis- disappeared. Like, oh, that really? Sold or given away? Yeah, yeah. So, and so, you've got have spent, siblings, right? Yeah, five, uh, four, four older siblings. Yeah. Oh, wowzers! So I'm the youngest. I was always chasing the scores that they were getting better than me. Always.
0: Little Mike, which is ironic because you're about six uh, foot three or something, aren't you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> little Mikey. Yeah, they still call me Mikey. Like that's yeah, uh, right. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah, and so you had the NES, and that disappeared. And I think yeah, got, I think the the Game Boy. You've got a Game Boy there, an original. DMG. Yeah, that's a cool story. It's a it's a common story, but it's always the coolest story. Tell us about how you yeah, got that. Yeah. So my
1: brother went to Japan in ninety, I think 1994. We lived in Kyoto. Right. Um, my oldest brother. He yeah, he's I think he's six, seven, eight, nine, nine, 12 years older than me. Right. Um, so he was in Japan living, working, hanging out with some. Uh, Dubious characters with modified lowriders and so on, and Sweet. Uh, yeah, it came back from Japan and had a Game Boy for me and my brother. So the yellow one there—that was yep. uh, my 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 next uh, next one up for me, Brian. Yep. So he got the yellow Donkey Kong Land Game Boy or the yellow Play It Up Loud Game Boy with Donkey yep. Kong Land. Yep, and I got the clear um, the clear shell Play It Up Loud yep. DNG, and that came with Galaga Galaxian cartridge.
2: Right, right. And,
1: Thinking back to it now, that probably was my first console in, in the term of consoles, yeah, um, since the NES when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. And that was that was soon before. And, yeah, we, as I said, in that era, we were hiring out Mega Drive and Super Nintendos on weekends. We were never allowed to buy one because the parents were like, realize, we know what you're going to do, kids. No kids. Get outside on your bike. Yeah. Do some exercise. The little athletics, yeah. just let, let's do yeah. <laughs> let's yeah. some energy. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. And then the PS1 happened around 1996, 97. And that was the right. first official console.
0: In the house, yeah. in the household. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, I mean, we had the Commodore 64, but you know, that was the PC. We, work. We, you- yeah. We used it as a console. Yeah. Uh, so if it's classed as a console, yeah, that was before yeah. the PS1. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. Is- yeah. I had a yeah. C64 as well. And like the only purpose was to kind of get it to play a game. So it was treated like a console. We just took a little bit of yeah. work to kind of. Yeah. Make the game work and patience. Did you have a Did you have a tape drive or a disc?
1: Uh, we had disc, yeah.
0: Oh, oh fancy
1: yeah. A tray <laughs> full of um, a tray full of burnt discs, which yeah. like, you know, just copy copy discs. Well, back then we had no idea. We just thought there were programs on it. a floppy disc. We didn't really yeah. know there was a thing as pirated games back then. Yeah, yeah, uh, but
0: yeah, What's
1: each disc the- had like five or ten games
0: on. it. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Um, are you one of these people that kind of had a youth and then? a youth of bit of gaming like we've just, just sort of talked about now and then like a, a big gap where you kind of, it was like girls and beer and uni and stuff and then later in life you sort of went, oh, I need to go back to the couch. How can I enjoy it? And all of a sudden you remembered all these things Is or were you just gaming all the way through?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was sort of always there, right? Um, yeah. Since having a PS1 in the late 90s, I sort of didn't sell all my games and then in the early 2000s is when I bought my first Atari 2600 from the Salvos.
0: Yeah.
1: And it came in the uh, the Atari suitcase.
0: Oh, I love that thing. I just got and, to and, talk and, about and, that. That's the, it's yeah. like a, a um, blow mold. It's, for anybody's listening, yeah. it's like when you buy like a new Ryobi drill and it comes in that plastic kind of like, and the little clips that are pump like, and it opens up and it just fits in perfectly. Yeah. Oh, man. And it's yes. like, I remember when I saw it at your house, and I was like, Oh, that's yeah. sweet. Is that some sort of, like, recently aftermarket mod thing? And you're like, no, no, this came out in the day. Like, that's, yeah. that's the sort of shit you take to it carries the carries all end. the
1: parts, all the cards. It's got the, carts enough, the, 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 so holes, the holes in the top to fit all the uh, switches off the top of the console. If you had the one with the six, six switches. So good. I'm
0: really trying to track down a good condition, like, or is it like a six which woody but they're just going up mm-hmm. and up and they're just looking yeah, worse and worse
1: they are hard to get
0: there was a couple of, about two years ago i saw in gumtree that were just sitting in boxes and people are like 120 mm-hmm. bucks don't even know if it works and i message him and message him and message him and they're just like two oh. weeks later they'll be like oh yeah i've still got it and then message him and message him it's like yep. man this is too hard and i should have persevered because they probably went to the tip mm-hmm. what a shame you
1: know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. So yeah, pro- probably the mid, the mid to mid 2000s, I sort of didn't play as much, and I wasn't really collecting as much. I was mm. collecting a few Atari stuff, a bit of Super NES as well, as mm. well as some PS One stuff that I wanted to recollect that I'd sold, mm. um, and also new games I heard yeah. about and wanted to play. I flipped through my old PlayStation One magazines, and I had little tabs on on certain yeah, pages right. for games that I wanted to because play your, and got your original
0: out. magazines from like you bought like on yeah. the day of publish.
1: Yeah, the Australian ps uh, the official Australian PS1 magazine. I've got yeah, right. I think probably every, every episode except for one, every every release.
0: Yeah, wicked. Uh, but yeah, so, so back
1: in those mid-2000s, I was flipping through and checking out the games that I put little tabs, little um, yeah. post-it notes on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check, check it out. Have a real good uh, look it up on YouTube a little bit.
2: Uh, yeah.
0: I yeah, can't remember yeah. flicking through Commodore magazines when I was like, because uh, I, got, I got my Commodore in around probably grade seven, grade eight. So I was like, you know, 13, 14 and, you know, everything was cheap, but my mum sort of must've bought it from somewhere with a bunch of discs and she's, and tapes. And she's like, that's all you're going to need, mate. Like, don't ask me for anything else. But I remember flipping (laughs) through like, you know, Pommy Commodore magazines and it'd be like all these games that are like three three pound and four pounds, you know, per tape. And I'll be like that and that and that and that. And I was yeah. never getting none of it, but just to know <laughs> that I guess to know it was out there is yeah. the biggest thing. It's sort of like sitting on the on the shore with a pair of binoculars that can see out to sea and you can see the, the possibilities, the islands and things like that, and knowing yeah. that someday yeah. I'll do this on my own, you know, and yep. I won't need mum to pay for all this shit <laughs> <for> myself. <laughs> kind oh
1: of uh, every every time we got a um like a like a product catalogue from Kmart or Toys R Us, I'd have yeah. it on the table. Yeah. I'd have the pen out, I'd circle the Super NES, I'd circle the Mega Drive, I'd circle, like, The Lion King and Aladdin and, like, Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah. And I'd sit there and, like, Christmas, Dad, Mom, this is... This is what I need. And I'm like, nah,
0: yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Come on>, <laughs> them most some lawns, buddy. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And then all my lawnmowing money went into buddy arcades that were close to where I was lawn <laughs>
0: Oh man. Yeah. Were...
1: Which is a video a video a video shop with two arcade machines in it. Yeah.
0: What were the machines? What was An on it? An
1: arcade. Yeah.
0: Do you remember what was was on
1: these on things that, that was Mortal Kombat one right. and um and midnight resistance?
0: Yeah, right. Now you own a midnight resistance, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's just, why I bought just, it. just your ride, isn't it? So yeah. how, how does that machine run these days? Run good. Yeah, it's it's not running at the
1: moment. It had issues with graphics about a year ago or two right. years ago. Right. It was only only displaying the background graphics, so you couldn't oh, see weird. the characters and the little icons at the front of the screen. That's so odd, heads hey?
0: up. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I've I've pulled the um the PCB board out and giving it to Adam Lee for checking over. He's going to do some maintenance and check it out, see what's wrong with it. Um, I've got another uh, midnight resistance board on the way, though, via Neil. He's doing a deal with um, a dude off Facebook who's selling a whole bunch of uh, PCBs. Sick. So there should be a new PCB coming soon, which uh, I'm keen to chuck in while Adam is checking, fixing the old one.
0: Sick. Is this a game that um, you would endeavour... There's a bit of a thing in Brisbane with, like, uh, and it's probably, I guess, in a lot of different hobbies where a bit, you know, there's a few um Twin Galaxy records amongst yeah. you guys, like some hardcore like, gamers, yeah, like, like Neil. Neil's got a twin, yeah. a twin Galaxy for of all the stupidest, hardest, stupidest games in the world, Ghosts and Goblins, <laughs> or is it yeah. Ghouls and Goblins, whichever ones they're all, yeah, Ghosts go- and Goblins. I think that's good and Goblins, you can ram it. <laughs> um, yeah. that's that's pretty special, I mean. Neil also had Wonder Boy, so he was just practicing mm-hmm. for Ghosts and Goblins. Um, yeah. I mean, You got people like John Tannehill's got Space Invaders and yeah,
1: yeah. Like- Dennis and Double Dragon. Dennis-,
0: Dennis got Double Dragon. I think he's got like a main Double Dragon 2 or things like that. Like there's just, uh, it's a really healthy scene in Australia, I think. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, so have you kind of picked any? I know you've got a tattoo of the Galaga ship, <laughs> um, and it's a bit of a thing for you, right, Galaga? Galaga, yeah, Galaga? Yeah,
1: yeah. Yep, slap me I when it. I say it wrong. No, that's right. You say have you like it? Yeah, I used to call it Galaga, and then I yeah. called it Gallagher, and I stuck with that. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's one of your things, isn't it, Gallagher?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's one of the favourites. Um, yeah, with that Game Boy, I got in mid nineties from my brother from Japan. Had Gallagher. Oh, on the, that's on where the that Got me started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then soon after, soon after buying the PS One, getting Tekken One, and the loading screen was, was Gallagher. I've got into yeah. the boat. It, yeah. it gives you the bonus rounds, and you have the option to. Hold some buttons at the start; it gives you the double ship for the bonus round, so you can, oh, sick. You can clear the bonus rounds. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: yeah. What's that other game? It's a bit like Gallagher That I think you, when I was going to backlight my DMG the first time, and you, um, it's like Gallagher, but it's not Gallagher. It's a Game Boy game, a little ship that flies around. Um,
1: oh, is it Solar Striker?
0: Ah, oh, yeah. How good is that? Is that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That is. Have you have you ever played that in a uh, like a well lit uh, Game Boy Color? No. Dude, no. it's like got a palette. Oh. It's wicked, yeah. Stick, stick it in, like, a, I don't have to re-get her GBC done. Um, yeah. Yeah. Stick it in her GBC. It's got a yeah. color palette. It looks freaking oh. awesome, eh? Beautiful. Beautiful. yeah. It's really cool. Uh, it's got, like, like, you go, oh, there's ocean. Oh, that's what the background oh. is, or, like, the section where there's the roads. And it's like, oh, yeah. the roads are different. Like, it's only like three oh. colors. It's that Game Boy cool. palette. But, yeah, that blows me away yeah. when you do that. Like, there's a game that came out a year or two ago called... um Diodius or Dedius? It's a oh, yep. Yeah. Yeah, and I played that DMG, and then I stuck in the gbc, and I was like, "Dude, oh. like it's kind of gory <laughs> and stuff. It's freaking awesome." Yeah. Um. Would Would you say, Mike, you're more of a gamer or more of a collector? What do you
1: yeah think? i I ninety percent used to be a collector.
0: Right.
1: Uh, up until maybe, so ten percent of the time, I'd be playing the games that I was collecting. Yes. Um, yeah i was still playing one or two games here and there, but a lot of the focus was on collecting and building and, and getting the games I wanted to play. Basically, mm. yeah. getting getting that collection together because I want to be able to grab something off the shelf, whack it in, and yeah. play it. And that's yeah. that's where the the, the basis of the collection came from. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, then the last I'd say even ten years, just gaming a lot more because I've I've collected you most of the, the ones games I wanted. Once to to again, yeah. and like what am I going to do? Spend an hour on eBay scouring and. Gumtree and Facebook Marketplace, or I'm going to get a game that I bought that maybe I haven't even tried yet. Whack it in the console, just have a have a game, start enjoying it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, It's satisfying to enjoy a game. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I hear there's people that have got like a Switch or something, and they've just they sit down to play a game, and they end up just spending twelve bucks on the Switch shop, and then going (laughs) and then complaining that their backlog is so big. It's like, dude, yeah. yeah. Until you need a room to Mm. control and contain (laughs) your backlog. Stop being a whinging bitch because <laughs> it's just sitting there, right? It's still the yeah. size of the Switch. Yeah. Get over it. Um, so I give it to you, man. Like, you've got a lot of stuff and you, you play a lot of it. And um, yeah, yeah, I see. I know, I mean, no, go on.
1: Yeah, if Everdries haven't had it been a thing back in the 2000s, oh, yeah. this collection would be a lot
0: smaller. <laughs> yeah, I made a very conscious decision. You made a good yeah, decision. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was um, Sean gave me for a six-pack of Henry's this um, beautiful 29-inch Trinitron. And at, the, at that time, I had a pie, And I was yeah. able to then take that from HDMI to RCA straight into the CRT, get rid of all yeah. the shaders and stuff. And I was like, it's pretty rad. I can feel it. Yeah. It's, like, it's warm and it makes the noises. <laughs> and it's like just pixels are for reals. And uh, that was kind of what kicked me off. And I made a very conscious decision that I think the first thing I got was a NES because At the time, I was sort of trying to work out Tetris, the ultimate puzzle game, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, it sort of started from there. And you, you know how it yeah. is, everybody knows I don't yeah. go on about
1: it. Oh, the game, boy, your game boy collection has just grown beautifully. Yeah, oh. it's just,
0: I think I got in right when the bubble was just it was just starting to blow up a bit. And now yep. I say to every episode, and you and I, and every other person, I've seen people putting <laughs> up DMGs for like 250 bucks. Just like that clear one or like the black one, yeah. original DMG retro gaming, perfect condition, and you look at it and it's not. Oh. But I've also seen people paying the other day, Ali, you and I will get this, and any other Australian boy that knows about cars, a an SLR 5000 Tirana. This is a 70s Australian muscle car covered in yeah. bird shit, covered in dust, full of mm. poop and crap. Went for $125,000 <laughs> $125, <sitting there. laughs> That's oh, the world God. we live
1: in. <laughs> that's it.
0: That's the world that's we it. live in now. It's not about, it's great. And I think we'll get stripped down and, and cleaned up. It'll yeah. be worth yeah. six yeah. times that, but that's where we're at. People want 200 bucks for a game boy that a few years ago. And so that stagnated. And I focused on, mm-hmm. was like, you know, like even recently I picked up the dreamcast the Saturn, like I got ready. They're both um, NTSC-J versions. I had to get the mm-hmm. inverter for 100 volts. Um, but they were like under two hundred bucks each. Yep. So it's like I would still rather have one of them. I had to put a mode in them, you know. That's the mm. that's the uh, the flash cart for them, or the, the board yeah. and everything. Optical disc emulator. Yeah, that's correct. And like, yeah. and that leads onto the the conversation. Um, when I was around your place recently with the Saturn, and uh um, oh, that was amazing. It's yeah. the first time I've really got to enjoy the Saturn because it's very much a fighty shooty kind of console, mm. and um. Yeah, I, I can't imagine what it must have been like. What we play like, um, oh, Sega Cap- Rally. Oh, yeah, yeah, that you're was a highlight up, for me. I beat you, I beat oh. you. you. You're yeah. never touching <laughs> my Saturn again.
1: <laughs> oh, that was cool. That was yeah. Still,
0: okay, yeah, it's really good, really good. So many good. Uh, that's the ultimate arcade. Well, throw Sega is the ultimate arcade oh, machine, perfect. Like that. Um, is it like X men versus Capcom or something mm-hmm. like that? And it's like, you know, when it fires up, it's like. Do you want to face the challenge? (laughs) And you can imagine that as a massive screen. Like I know with um, last time I was at one up, which is the big, uh, big ass arcade here in Brisbane. And it was like before they'd moved next door and stuff. And there was just a wall of fighters and, you know, and it's just this, this sort of war of screens and sounds trying to drag (laughs) you to put your money. Of course there, it's just, you press a button because you're paying entry fee on free play, but you can imagine as a kid or whatever, like, Oh, this, which one wants my 50 cents. What do I do? (laughs) What's going to last me 30 seconds. What's going to last me three minutes. Um, Yeah. Yeah. My, my arcade experience as a child was pretty limited because we lived like Mm. yourself out in rural, you know, like, I can remember seeing things in fish and chip shops like 1942 and yeah. rando yeah. games like that where you and your mate would sort of get 40 cents together and and you know be the last man and you'd convince him that, dude, yeah. I'm gonna get past him. Let me do it, let me do it. And then you just <laughs> threw it and you'd stuff it up and you'd feel like shit. And next time yeah. you get 40 cents, you know, you just try it all over again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so um do you kind of do you get to console much at home now, like these days? I,
1: I do more often this last yeah, yeah, last 10, 10 or so years. It's 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 something I really enjoy doing. It's yeah. um it's usually a solo thing, just in the games room yeah. on my own, just yeah. whacking whack a game that I've been working on or yeah. or try something new or yeah, jump into something quick and arcadey and fun or something yeah. that I don't have to think too much about. Yeah, it yeah. just depends on how I'm feeling, but it's yeah, I do. It's it's nice.
0: So it's what nice. are you leaning towards this? time of year or just at the moment yeah.
1: so at the moment i've been doing a playthrough of doom 2 which i never finished back in the day
0: what um, what platform is that on oh on ps1 right yeah. right it's
1: on the um, Ult- ultimate doom collection oh okay which is it's just one disc but it's got both on right i've got
0: doom for um, psvr somewhere and i have not played oh, it. i'm like i'm not touching ooh. that shit yourself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that'll be fun oh
0: yeah someday
1: yeah. Um, yeah, I've been playing through Gran Turismo 2 again. I've found an old an old save state from back in... An old save state, an old saved game on a memory card from back in the day that me and my brother yeah, right. played. Um, so I'm just trying to 100% that. So I'll jump on every now and then do a race here or there. Um, because I'm at like 89%, the races I have to do are somewhat ridiculous. I just oh,
0: can't man. spend re- the time. So I In just, reverse sort of thing with yeah. 20 years or something stupid.
1: Yeah, mm. yeah. So sometimes I just mess around and just fight around some of the games and try and get the biggest jump on on a, a circuit or try and crash cars and see what mm. I can do just for fun.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, a little bit of Nintendo DS. and So original, I'll the toilets, the DS and the, the DMG. So DMG's got Tetris in at the moment. So I'm yep. back onto level nine, a game type B with the yeah. um, with the with junk everywhere.
2: Yeah, right. So
1: oh, sorry, game type B, level nine speed and five high junk. So right. just just jump in there and see if I can get a get a clear.
0: Yeah,
1: um, and, and that uh, was uh, yeah, uh, then...
0: you organised uh, like a I think it was in the last year a Game Boy comp at Netherworld, right?
1: Oh no oh, no Netherworld organised that yeah. they, oh, they right. put that together yeah yeah right.
0: How'd you go? Uh, uh,
1: not too bad. Uh, I didn't I didn't make it to the finals, but I had a good good hard couple of goes and a, a few wins at the start. She, she's, um, a
0: bru- she's a she's br- a a brutal um, mistress tetris yeah um i definitely dug in for a bit there i was playing heaps like Nes. turn the music off play here play some music to my left and just crank away and i always say it's so good because you can charge in and like start at like level level 15 for me is like really valve bouncing off the line (laughs) but then you can just roll it back to sort of six or seven and just have a good old time and and just enjoy just the puzzle Uh, yeah it's on my mind a lot. Puzzle and flow. You know, I've been listening to all these podcasts about oh. mountain biker coaches and a lot of the stuff they're trying to do. Cause mountain biking has become, it may have always been, but for me it's become more relevant because I'm trying to be more efficient. The older I get, I need to learn how to, you know, bikes are better and I need to learn how to make the bike do the work. Um, yeah. I'm a bit of a pussy when it comes to turns. I won't lay it over as much. I don't trust mm. my grip. So I'm the sort of guy where I'll come into the turn a bit slow and I've got like a pair of rugby quads, so I'll then I'll just crank out and I need to start working out. And so the puzzle is working it out. And you know, like a lot of these yeah, lot yeah. of these um mountain bike coaches are using the word flow, state of flow, yeah. which I'd yeah. heard on the um that Tetris documentary. And yeah, yeah, it's that a game for sure four, as well. First time I'd heard it, and I think there's there's a lot to be said about the just being in flow and yeah. yeah nothing like sitting on your toilet just flow state <laughs> that's it
1: that's it like when i when i play galaga netherworld getting into that to that moment where i'm just clearing screens and not having to think it's it's weird cuz all you can see and all you can hear is the screen and your finger tapping on the mm, button mm. and my mind just my mind just closes up to this little world where it's just oh, me and the machine beautiful. and it's just just it's yeah, it's a flow. it's um mm.
0: So, tell us more about Galago. Like, do you have goals or are you just reasonably, Have you competed? Do you know where you stand in the world? All oh, um, right. Yeah. All these sorts of things. Do you have some, you know, is this a, is it one of those games where like if you had a good crack that you'd never touch it again? Because I know Neil said that about like yeah. you know, the games that he's cracked. He's like, no, I don't want yeah, to sit yeah, here yeah. again. You don't that's, want to ruin it.
1: That. Interesting. So, Neil, yeah, when Neil's going for something, he'll do it full on and yeah. for, a Person with a family and a full time job, that's totally. kind of hard. It's kind of hard to fit that time in, so he'll get an hour in each night, late night, families in bed, and he'll do that like one game, yeah. He'll play it for six months to a year, one hour a night, yeah. And he focuses, he learns every single thing about it, every possible, um,
0: just the nuances uh, and quirks, quirks, and
1: yeah, yeah, yeah things
0: yeah. you can do. I mean. There's that whole discussion about point pressing, you know, like in Donkey Kong, you go up and you you jump next to him in the in the yeah. the girder stage and things like that. What I really was amazed with Neil was like to go to the end of a section, but then run back and so sort of start <laughs> spawning all this shit. And it's like, well, <laughs> that's how you get a score, man. By running yeah. back, you have got plenty of clock left. Why waste the time? That's it. That's yeah. it. But Gallagher's not like that. The ships come.
1: Well, no, well, well, I'm not like Neil, so um, I, I, I can't focus it's on one mental, game. I, have, <laughs> I, no, I, just, I just can't play one game. I can't dedicate All myself right. to one game. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is, but even, even at Netherworld, I haven't played Gallagher for like two or three months. I just right. I, I I enjoy playing it, but also Netherworld's like a bit of a social place, so I don't want to be on a machine for an hour and a half having one game when I'm just...
0: Yeah, bashing uh, away when someone else could like jump on. Buddy, it's, uh, t- it's yeah. time to go. I'm bored. Yeah, 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 yeah. If I'm having a real good game, that sometimes yeah. happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I,
1: so I, I set myself a score last year to get a uh, 1.5 million points. Right, is that which the I one? managed? Oh yeah, <laughs> that is that's it. Is about an hour and a half's worth of gameplay, and that was. Um,
0: Do you know what the like the top score is as far as a Twin Galaxy or some sort of recorded?
1: Yeah, it's it's up in the twenty millions. Holy Jesus! And, and that's 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 a, that's a long few hours of gameplay. And again, again, the guys that get that they have the Gallagher Cab in their house, they'll yeah. play it almost yeah. every day, and they'll they'll start to learn it, and start to feel everything they have to do. They'll record their gameplay, learn what they're doing wrong, yeah, not do those things, just keep yeah. playing and playing and playing.
0: What could you Where, do wrong yeah. in Gallagher? I mean, you get hit by the bullets.
1: Yeah, like I mean You're Donkey, in the wrong spot.
0: <laughs> Donkey Kong, I've watched <clears throat> there's a lot of teasing and manipulating and AI and getting barrels to come and pushing barrels down. Like when I saw that, when I saw how you could like after those first couple of screens, first couple of levels, you start to kind mm. of just a tap and the barrel comes down. You can line them up yeah. and triple jump and stuff. And I was like, What? This is yeah. insane. Um, does Gallagher have this? Can you draw ships over and create space for yourself? Or do you just keep shooting and hope for the best. Yeah, yeah. So there
1: is, yeah, there's an amount of technique to it, especially when you have a double ship and you're clearing the enemies as they're coming on the screen. So if you can get into the speed of clearing them as they're coming on the screen, so when they start to dive bomb, there's like yep. not many up there. or they so
0: come you know. down in squadrons, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. So to, to minimum, that's where the risk is. When there's a whole bunch across the top of the screen and they start to dive bomb, that's where the yep. real risk is.
2: Especially
1: yeah. later on when there's eight coming down at once and there's missiles Jesus. and it's just... Missiles can cover the whole bottom of the screen. Yeah. So if you're in the wrong spot at the right time, at the wrong time, then yeah, that's what they yeah, call
0: yeah. accuracy by volume.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just shotgun approach.
0: Yeah, that's right. Oh, uh, yeah. uh, Is that so? Yeah. Little, sorry.
1: But you, but you can draw their fire as well. So if you're on the left-hand side of the screen and there's like eight coming down, if you slow you slowly make your way to the right, all the missiles are just going to miss you because they're going to shoot the missile to where you are at the exact second. Right. So if one starts flying down, shoot a missile. If you move just to the right, the missile will just skim past you to the left.
0: Wow. Wow. And are you um, working at like pixel, three pixels of diff of separation between human bullets and stuff, or are you just trying to make space?
1: When when I'm in trouble, yes. When there's like two or three missiles coming down at once and i can just squeeze between them and there's like there's maybe a little gap and i can see a little gap just to squeeze through that's when that happens but yeah. it's it's generally not on purpose that's when i'm struggling and panicking and i'm like mm. i hope i make this movement and it just sort of skims past through the pixels mm. i'm not mm. not i can't do that on purpose at all mm. um, because ideally you should be clearing the screen before they come on and not be in that yeah, really wiping yeah.
0: them out when they kind of first enter the screen sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah there was so- yeah. something that kind of occurred to me, which has probably occurred to every other person, uh, you know, 30-odd years ago when I started playing a bunch of 942 and it's like mm. 43 and 45 strikers. and that can get mm. really, really fun and really demanding really quickly. And I used to be this kind of, And – I'm by far the not a good schmuck player, but it's fun um, mm. and it can be a quick blad away at stuff. But this whole, I used to be a real like, ah, just keep moving and just keep shooting. But actually yeah. sometimes if you just sit and let them do their shooting and then adjust and let them do their <laughs> shooting and adjust, um, sometimes you'd start to find a little more space than you would have than just randomly. Because like you said, as you're moving around, they're like shooting at you. Um, yeah. The beauty yeah. of 942 is you've got backwards and forwards. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> the thing about Galaga is that you've only got left and right so you don't yeah. have that quick like uh, lunge forward before that gap between yeah. two rounds two bullets gets so tight you're done for yeah 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 so 1.5 million um, is is Gallagher the sort of game where I caught something different every time Gallagher, Gallagher, <laughs> That's right. doesn't matter tomato tomato yeah. right yeah. Um, yeah. is um Gallagher one of those games where like I think some people say Donkey Kong is um it's intense up to a certain point, but then it just starts kind of looping, and then it becomes a, it becomes more of a uh, endurance event. So yeah. is Gallagher like that, where they just sort of ramp up, and around level fifteen, you're like, okay, this is the best they've got. Now I just have to keep taking the hits to the face and out and out fight them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not 100 percent sure, but it feels like at the end of level 31, when you've gone through all the rounds and right. the, the final bonus stage. Yeah. You're like eight or nine bonus stages. I should know this stuff, (laughs) yeah. When you get to the last bonus stage, it it does loop back to level one,
2: right?
1: But the enemies are more aggressive and they still throw down more missiles. So I think that's where the difficulty hits its peak. And if you can keep playing past there, then that's to me, that's what it feels like. That's where its max difficulty is. It might not be yet. Mm.
0: How many loops have you done?
1: Oh, god, I think I made it to level. I think it was level 112 or something right. like that so when, like I got, when I got when I got my 1.5, right. 1.6 million. Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: And that third loop, does it like, did you feel like it's it's hard to tell because that's like 60 minutes of like frantic bashing and left and yeah. riding. And you're kind of like, is the game getting harder or is my am I slowly losing fuses in that's my brain? It. it is
1: it is hard to concentrate that long with that amount of intensity when especially when you're not used to that, when I don't because I don't reach that difficulty level hardly ever. I'll play mm-hmm. one of those games every few months, even. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, when you get there, it is it is a, it is a bit panicky, especially when you start to lose when the wheels come off a bit. When you lose a, a, if you have the doubles, you lose a single ship. Yeah, going going back to a double ship is very hard and very back risky. To a single. Yeah, yeah. To start with, you can't kill as many of them as are coming on the screen. Yeah, and then you have to be careful not to shoot the big guys at the top because they'll you need two of those or more to be able to get the 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 Attractive yeah, end to come down to pick
2: yeah, you up, yep, yeah, yeah. yeah, and cool. so
1: you're it's yeah, it becomes pretty,
0: yeah, panicky. I, I remember, um, last time, so we had Kong off last year, I wasn't able to attend, um, and the last one before that was at uh the showgrounds at the Echo. yeah, yeah, 2019, then, yep, yeah, and during that was that lad that did the tried to break the snake record.
1: Oh, Nibbler, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Nib- Nibbler, that's it. And I was just like... Michael Kibbe. Yeah, yeah Michael Kibbe. And I, I remember, like, seeing it set up on the stage and, and I'm, like, trying to sort of get the facts. So tonight, this dude is going to stand there for... He's expecting to be there for around about 36 hours or something stupid. <laughs> yeah. And so I it went home wild. and I watched the live stream a bit. And I think John Tannehill and someone else was sort of, like, just watching the chat and just you could see his chart... And it'd be like he'd build up all these extra men and then just kind of go off and have a wee and get some fresh air. And just the snake could just go and just nuke itself like 30 times. Um, You don't have that. And even with Neil, like he could get to the end of a Ghosts and Goblins stage. And if he chooses to, he's got 40 seconds. He's like, right, I'm just going to stop, going to take a swig of my beer, I'm just going to roll my shoulders. And um, I bet. Gallagher doesn't give you that
1: opportunity. Well, it, it does. You can park your ship if you. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's a way if you um, leave one of the enemies as they're coming on the screen, if you leave one of the enemies on the right hand side, far right or far left, you can park your ships on the opposite side. If, if everything else is dead, there's just one enemy. You can park right. your ship on the right. So yeah, top left enemy, bottom right, you can sit there. They'll fly down. Their missiles will constantly miss you because they can't reach. The missiles won't reach all the way across the screen.
0: Oh, so you can have
1: a break, and geez. I think in the world, I'm pretty sure in the world records, you can have a 10 minute break doing that if you, if you want it.
0: Well, like cumulative or like no, no,
1: just like, like like one break for 10 minutes, just right. every now every now and then through the game, if, if you need those breaks, yeah. Okay. You can okay. wait. You wait for 10 minutes. Go have a have a meal, <laughs> have a pee, yeah, have a drink, um, come back, and then yeah, and start playing you, again.
0: And you can successfully do that. No.
1: Because <laughs> uh, by the time I get to those levels, I'm I'm still in like survival mode. You just want I'm to kill not...
0: everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: as they're coming on the screen, I'm just like kill, 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 kill. And then I don't know. I've just never had the chance to play it that long, I guess. But it would. Yeah.
0: It would have to be the one that formed up initially in that top right hand corner, right? Because when they yeah. come back, they kind of go back to the little spot. Yeah. Yeah. And then they kind of and then they wait for their mate to have a crack, and then they launch at you. Yeah. So you need to leave that one. Even yeah. when he swoops and stuff, you've got to go. Well, no, with all his buddies. Yeah, with all his buddies, yeah. you got to say, "I'll take you to, but you got to hang around because I need to have a yeah. wee later. Yeah. Oh man, that's a lot of thinking. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. What do you know? Well, what the duration of that like twenty million game is like?
1: I don't know. It would be... it earlier. Yeah.
0: Got to be like a good few. Got to be like twelve to fourteen hours or something, right? I mean, I mean, I mean, maybe the score is exponential because an hour and a half, 1.5, but then you look at Donkey Kong, like people say, once you sort of crack that 100K, you're in the zone where, you know, the multipliers for scoring, for just jumping a barrel becomes higher and higher, and it just starts to kind of ramp a bit. So maybe by the time we do four loops, you know, like maybe it does, doesn't take hours and hours to get the same. You
1: know. uh, in Donkey Kong, the scores stay the same. They don't they don't ramp up at all during oh, really? gameplay. Yep. Oh. yep. The bar- the barrels give me five. <laughs> the barrels and firefoxes, as you kill them, give you a random score of like 300, 500,
2: or 800. Right. And that's
1: just it's random. So you hit one, you might get 300. You hit another one, you might get 300 again. You hit another one, you get 800 points. With, so with much the RNG arrow. in yeah. that game. It's, it's wild, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: So what's your PB on Donkey Kong? Uh,
1: 400, yeah, 469,000. Wow. a B pack last year. Wow. At the Kong off in qualifying. Yeah,
0: that's that's bonkers. Did you so you competed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you go? Top, top eight?
1: I think I made it top 16. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think I made it too much past that because I think I was just in 16th or 15th with Yeah. I
0: believe. Yeah,
1: or, or with Dennis, maybe we were really even. Oh, uh, yeah, good. But yeah,
0: so. inter team rivalry, bit of uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> just pick two Formula One drivers in the same team and they're like yeah. jostling each other through the pit. That's unreal, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah, I did a lot of spectating after I got knocked out fairly, uh, fairly early on in that comp, which was yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> to see the guys play, kick back, and have a beer and watch them play and yeah, hang out with you've, guys, you've done your part and girls, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, your your Mrs. Ree, she's a gamer too, hey? That must be great. She is, yeah, yeah. What what is sort of Ree's? What gets Ree going? Like, what what do you guys yeah. play together? No, you guys are Worms family, are Worms fans. Yeah. Is that is that a Ree thing as well?
1: Yeah, well, not not so much. I introduced her to Worms. And so
0: <laughs> that sounds so yeah. disgusting. Isn't it? Like, it, it uh, you yeah,
1: yeah, lick my dog. You're now introduced <laughs> to worms. <laughs> yeah, oh, but, um, because I know the game so well, I just yeah, I can't.
0: I can't play it. I
1: can't, I can't play it. Uh, I'll just
0: destroy it every time. So, I've tried on so many different platforms. Like, I can remember playing it like on Amiga. Yeah. You just get your oh, mouse yeah. and you just make the thing and you do your trajectory and you work it out. I bought it yeah. recently for DS from an op shop for like three bucks. I was like, yeah. I don't know if this is a good game or not, but for three bucks, I think that's worth putting on my shelf. Not bad. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, I tried to play it and I was like, and the thing fires something. And then yeah. another dude fires something. And I was like, ah, oh, this can't be this hard. I'm such an idiot. Nah,
1: you've, you've got to know all the weapons and how to get around the map and everything. It's, right. it's, a, whole, right. it's a whole, it's a It's a big game you have to learn, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you it, about, sorry, go on.
1: Oh, yeah. In some of the, like, the later 90s, 2000s Worms games, they actually give you, they do tutorials at the start and actually teach you how to use each weapon via a different, like, firing right. range sort of thing, right. a different setup level.
0: I think I Sylvain. downloaded the version for PS3 a year or two ago, which uh-huh. was different. It was almost more like a platformer, I think. Oh. I want to say. Oh, wow. So I was like, oh, I can play this. This is this is the best worms ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like um, what sort of gaming do you get to do with Re?
1: Yeah. So the Switch, this she's got an internet switch out in a lounge room. And yep. That get, that comes out a lot when we're playing together. So Right, we probably started off playing Tetris 99 together on Switch, right. like that. So yep. oh, Switch
0: our X or just the one Switch?
1: No, no, just just reason one, Rees one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, So Tetris 99, we haven't played it for a while. we talked talking about it last night. We should get it out and get it going. Yeah. Um, that led on to um, Fall Guys, which was so oh great in those first yeah. few seasons. Oh, yeah, free yeah. to play, just yeah. silly, silly fun. I know. My daughter oh, yeah. and I
0: played a bit in that first season too, yeah. and it was just. Yeah. So frantically fun and frustrating. Like yeah. I'm not one yeah. to throw a controller. Because We're playing oh, on PS4. Yeah. I'm not yeah. one to throw a controller, but by God, just, yeah, it it'd, be like, so... it'd be this dude standing oh. at the end, just like all he's doing is trying to push you over, trying to like, grab me for the line. As like, dude, I've learned I've yeah. everything to get you out of my way. And he's like, so some twelve-year-old in another other countries, like, I'm going to ruin your day.
1: Yeah, just yeah, great. yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. What else? Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, we did a lot of that the thirty, the Mario 35th anniversary um, on Switch. Right. Mario, Mario 35 where you have like 35 Mario players and you all play, I think, yeah, you play Mario, it's like a version of the first level of the first Mario rollers.
0: Right.
1: And you play through that and build up scores and try and knock out other people and try and send junk to other people so their levels become all crazy and full of enemies and stuff oh, they can't get past. So
0: it's like split-screeny or something, is it? Or?
1: Yeah, it's, it's a lot like Tetris 99 where you have your central screen and you have all the other 35 ah. people around you on the sides here. Yeah. So wow. that was cool. Um, didn't last as long as Tetris 99 for us, so had a good couple of months on that. Um, mm. And then, yeah, then we've got the um, the the Super Nintendo classics on the Switch. Yeah. And that was, yeah, we'd been playing... Um, Ah,
0: oh. What is it? Does does Ree ever oh, come into huh. the cave there? Oh, sorry, go on. No, can't be Yeah. <laughs> it's too dirty. Uh,
1: too too yeah, much of a boy room. Yeah, she's got her own. Yeah, she's got her own yeah. games out there too. And so. she's like, you
0: go, you go, I get the TV to myself. And you do have a freaking <laughs> big TV. There is no yeah. doubt about that. Your TV is monstrous. <laughs> I have walls the size of your TV, dude.
1: <laughs> oh, all right. It's only a 70. I think it's 75. Oh my god, it's only a or 75. 65. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah,
0: 170 something at least. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and Puzzle Puzzle to Pond, which is one we found on the Super Nintendo um classics on the Switch. It is an amazing puzzle game where you're just switching tiles left and right, right? It's um. So you have yeah, it starts off with tiles on the screen. You have to match the tiles. You have to switch them around. So it's a little bit like Bejeweled in a way, right. but a lot tougher because you have right. to move them across and get straight down lines or straight across lines, and that's the, right. only, the only way that will clear your yeah. your little yeah. colored blocks there. Yeah, and it's very addictive.
0: Yeah, that <laughs> reminds me of. Uh, Shout out to Johnny. Um, and I had Johnny over here one night. Johnny's gone back oh. to Scandinavia, wherever he's from over there. And Denmark. just Denmark, <laughs> Denmark, easy if you just say Scandinavia because it's all very similar. Um, I had him over here. We were playing something, maybe a bit of Snares or something. And I think he'd never played Klax before. And that's the one where they, oh. they all rolled <sighs> down. Or he had yeah. played it, but he hadn't played it much. <sighs> And I was like, oh well, look, I'm kind of because you know me, I'll come over and play, but about 90 minutes of gaming and I'm pretty toast. I'm happy just to sit back and if I brought the console, I'm happy just to see it used. And you know, I have yeah, ever tried with yeah. millions of other games on it. Like, let it rip, mate. Let's see what you got. Yeah. And within about three minutes, he was just playing Clacks and just trashing it. And like, oh, really? oh. The, Johnny's got one of the. He's been a denizen, you know. He's got his picture yeah. on the wall there. He's just one of those human beings that you um you give him a game and whether it's a good game or not he'll kind of work mm-hmm. it out And then he'll decide yep. whether it's worth his time um just people like that they really shit me uh
1: so, <laughs> he you know, plays he plays with such an intensity that like he, yeah he's so much um motivation for himself to like yeah. destroy the game and he yeah. he just he focuses so hard. It's amazing. I've never seen someone play like Johnny does, with especially with like a Everything. new game. It's,
0: yeah, yeah. it's
1: mind-blowing. He'll pick it up and just get it and just start smashing it and smashing it and smashing it.
0: Yeah. I what mean, his, his enthusiasm when... When Neil was like just about to get the Ghost and Goblin record, and yeah, he yeah. was like standing there, and John Tannehill's standing there, and Johnny, and Johnny's like <laughs> like covering, <laughs> and John's just like, "Dude, come away!" Like <laughs> grabbing by his shoulders, like some crazy drunk man, like come and stand away from Neil and let this finish. Yeah. And then the like, oh look, out! I just lost it. Like oh. yeah, yeah. Neil had a couple of cracks at it, and um, you know, like it'd be easy enough to kind of go. Uh, maybe next year. Maybe I'll get my life back and then come back and do mm-hmm. this. Uh, but yeah, Johnny Bond, you're a, you're a legend out there. Yeah. out there somewhere now. Um, yeah,
1: the gaming, yeah, the gaming community of Brisbane misses Johnny a lot. Absolutely, he, he was a big, yeah. big part of it.
0: Absolutely. Um, gaming isn't your only thing. I think when I mm. met you, it was you were sort of dabbling, and I guess it's like you're more than dabbling now. You do a tell us about your cold brew coffee thing that you're into.
1: Oh oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been, um, the last couple of years I've, um, well, years before that, me and Ree used to run a little market stall sort of thing. Yeah. And I had a little espresso machine. And I was making like iced coffees. And Ree was doing the, the, the cakes and treats. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, Bree. Little- Every time I go to your house, Bree's baking. And I'm like, Yeah, okay, <laughs> what's going on? You come in and smell. There's like batter everywhere. Uh, oh, what a place. And, and you're a skinny bitch. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> <I'll be laughs> oh, like, it's
1: COVID eat- is catching up with me.
0: <laughs> eat this. Try that. Oh, do I have to? Yes, you do. <laughs> Keep going.
1: Oh, so yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so the market stall didn't didn't go too well, and then COVID came along towards the end of it, and it yep. sort of killed markets. And we had some bad luck market runs as well. We just couldn't get the right place, and the continual single the market stall and
0: stuff. And yeah, and yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So so we gave it away in the end, and I I gave away the um the espresso making as well because my espresso machine my espresso machine just wasn't it wasn't um pumping out the same. Quality every time. Right. right. And that frustrated me yeah. so badly. And I was like, yeah. nah, get, I'm getting rid of this. I'm trying. to so, say, hey, I've got, got a little cold drip set up. Right. So, like, the ice water drips onto the ground coffee, it seeps through the ground coffee and comes out as like a, a rich, dark coffee extract.
2: Yeah. Right. Which
1: is, which is uh, basically an espresso replacement. Right. And so, so I've been, so we've been drinking that for the last probably two years, I'd say, since we got rid of the um, espresso machine. Just at home. And then we're,
0: yeah. Just at home. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. And so we were like, we do want to bring the Microsoft back to some kind of, um, yeah, because when we started Microsoft, we were like, it's going to evolve. If it doesn't work, it'll evolve. So then it evolved into the cold drip coffee. We're like, this stuff's, this stuff's good. It lasts for ages. Mm. You, can, you can take it all around the place. It doesn't have to be refrigerated. You can right, take it anywhere right. you want. You can, right. it's so you just mix it with your milk and it's your delicious coffee. Yeah. Um, so then we were like, why don't we just turn mm. that? Into a business, um, yeah, yeah. So I got I've got my first three liter cold drip setup on top of the little six hundred mill guy. Yeah, I mean, starts-
0: I've seen your stuff in your house. Like it was a while back since I saw like your first one, but it looks like some sort of nineteen fifties science experiment. It's got like <laughs> this a beaker into a glass thing with a swirly tube and another thing and another yeah, thing. It's like, yeah. are you like creating aliens in that thing? Like <laughs> it's unreal. People,
1: eh? When people see it, they're like, "Are you like?" Breaking Bad, making some sort of yeah, drugs. Yeah. I'm like, I'm making drugs in here, but it's just, yeah. it's just caffeine. It's legal. Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Mm. Um, so, yeah, so I've got the big three-letter guy running, got the method and the, um, the, the process right for making because it's a very specific you have to have the right coffee beans, the right grind size, the right preparation to get it started and the, the right temperatures for everything to keep the coffee grinds cool enough because you, you're grinding over and over to fill 500 grams worth of beans into a single cylinder that's a lot of grinding, and my grinder is still a steel a steel burr grinder, so it heats up. So I've got to like have a five minute break between each fifteen second grind. Right. Um, yeah, and, and so you get that into the into the vessel, keep it all damp the whole way. Do it layering it up with a next next batch, dampen it, next batch, dampen it, next right. batch. Right. So an hour and a bit so later, and you're you ready, ready to start.
0: Like a, you don't just tip a buckle of a bucket of like ground stuff in and just run nah. some cold water at the top. <laughs> no, not that easy.
1: It's a full process, yeah, yeah. So so I built up those processes, and then I started um, seeing if friends and family wanted to to buy it just to give it a shot as like a hobby. Yeah,
0: cover Um, your costs a little bit and things like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was making, because I had a three-litre setup. I was making way more than we could drink in (laughs) a week or two.
0: Oh, Lord, how we tried.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, started trials, just sending it around Australia to mates and just like, you know, 20 bucks a bottle, 25 bucks a bottle. Yeah, yeah. Get back some of the cost of what I'm doing, spending yeah. on the beans and the yeah. equipment, and yeah. And then we're like, this this is actually it's actually working. This is this is good. So then we re-kicked off the food business license um, in March this year, and got all the branding sorted out, all the bottle labels, all the insurances. Um, yeah, food health and safety um, program plan. Yeah, and started making it to sell it commercially to the public, and that's right. where we are where we are now selling a yeah. couple of liters a week and. Oh wow! It's rolling along. So it's,
0: it's um, it, so it's dark matter, D R K space M T R. Yep. is that correct? That's, that's that's awesome. That's right. Yeah, dark matter. And um, you now I think recently you actually got to a point where you're you're hiring a little space like in a semi commercial yeah. kitchen. Yeah,
1: that's it. That's it. So to be able to sell food in Brisbane, you have to have a food business license from the Brisbane City Council. Right. And you have to um. Do your coffee and your bottling inside a commercial kitchen to be able to sell it to the public right. under the name of, under the name of the business here as an, as an official product to sell to right. anyone. To-
0: so, so what's this like? a I I guess I think of those like office spaces where you, know, you and I are entrepreneurs and we just need mm. a, a table and some internet access. You know, four hours every second yeah. Thursday. So it's a yeah. similar situation where it's a big stainless kitchen with a corner yeah. and some equipment and.
1: It's a full-size commercial kitchen, even right. bigger than right. you would find in a regular restaurant behind you know, behind the kitchen door of a restaurant. Right. It's got heaps of layout space, sinks, basins, uh, everything's stainless steel, the floors, like, you know, the, the hardcore lino. Um,
0: yeah, you could hose it down. You, you
1: yeah. Hold, yeah, exactly, yeah. You have to mop it every every yeah. run, every time you've been in the kitchen.
0: Um, right. That's pretty yeah, cool. It's, so it's, it's like awesome. a, It must be a worthy or like an affordable overhead because – yeah, that's not free, right? But that's right. That's pretty cool. And is it like, um, are you ready to leave your day job yet?
1: <laughs> no way, <laughs> no. So yeah, still working full time. So it does get a bit hectic working full time, doing coffee at night, bottling and everything during like weekends. And it's it's right. it's a, it's a, it's a it's it's fun and um, really. It's hard work, but like the the final product, getting to sell a bottle to someone is just such a nice mm. feeling when this this bottle's gonna go, they're gonna take it, they're gonna enjoy it for a week or two and yeah. have their coffee and so they're gonna uh, save them a load of money on come buying it. And they're gonna buy cafes. another liter off me. And, yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed, yeah.
0: Yeah. And so how does it go from the because are you still actually doing the cold dripping in your kitchen mm. at home? Oh,
1: no. So that's done at the kitchen as well. Yeah, yeah
0: right so what do you have to go and sit there and watch it for three hours or how does it yeah, that- no, just
1: just go check in every day or two yeah
0: so is that space that you're hiring is that your space no one else goes there
1: yeah, yeah it's like a section of uh, worktop
0: yeah oh did you get nervous the first few times when you kind of like you know, set this up hopefully yeah, some yeah. crazy like cupcake dude is going to come in and knock it over and i come back and <laughs> that's it it's, everywhere, it's, it's,
1: it's, in a, it's in a nice little corner and it's like just cling wrapped from top to bottom as soon as it's running, yeah, yeah, right. So it's all, all contained, all hygienically sealed up, ready, ready to go, just get going, yeah.
0: And you come back and there's just this big pot of brown, gooey awesomeness yeah. in the bottom. Yeah,
1: that's it. Yeah.
0: How does the, um, because it's called cold drip, is the water going in cold? And if it is, how do you yeah. keep the cold? Do you kind of like, do you top it up and then just sort of seep through? Is it like actually kind of slowly, um, like tipping into it or how, how does that work yeah, yes
1: so at the start yeah, um, it's iced water so water and a whole bunch of ice goes in as well on top and of the, the, ice...
0: the grain the grounds
1: yeah so it's like a separate vessel above the right. grounds yeah right a separate vessel right. sits up there and that holds all of, of the water and the ice yeah and then there's little, a the little dripper valve at the very bottom of that right. and that's where you set the drip and that drips that drip slowly hits onto the um yeah the ground coffee and starts yeah. seeping through
0: yeah ah oh, cool 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 i there's a, I will put your Instagram up in the show notes and stuff. And so yeah, geez, there's a geez. bunch of, there's a bunch of info in there and a few pictures that maybe clarify it for those, yeah, for sure. Are more interested. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I know at one point in my career, we, um, were in a place where we were making ginger beer, alcoholic oh, ginger no beer, nice. and we're using cool. these like 20 liter plastic jerry cans and these like sketchy one way valves that someone got from a vet. And um they were kind of behind a a wall because we weren't really supposed to have them there. And it was like yeah, yeah. really interesting to take this like can of stuff you get from woolies and put it in with water and yeast and some stuff, and then sort of like a few weeks later out come this stuff and it didn't always taste great. But that you know, I was listening to a podcast just yesterday about a guy that does like um he works with veterans. is in the US. And one of the things they do is he says, "Here, yeah, come along and they do like a, a one week thing where they make a knife from scratch from metal. Wow. And then they cool. like, and then they make a meal with the knife, <laughs> but to take a chunk of anything and then transform that into a tool mm. and then produce with the tool. Like um, I, I think there's a lot to be said for cooking and, and preparing and that, that, We miss, like, you know, growing up, even as a teenager, I pretty much made all my food. Most of it was just, like, pasta and, you know, veggies and cooked sausages and stuff. But even these days, I do a lot of microwaving of foods. I'm Just at the point in my life where I can't make a lasagna that good in three and a (laughs) half minutes. I can't make onion rings in seven minutes in an air fryer. You know, that thing kills. So whenever I meet someone that has... That ability and that desire and that persistence to take set ingredient, set equipment, and then punch out something that is freaking delicious and makes a bunch of people happy. Mm. Hats off to you, mate, because that's that's like making music, right? It's it's like being an artist. I guess so. (laughs) It's like someone else is now enjoying what you've given them. And um, how how do you go with consistency? Like. Are you yeah. are you are you buying the one bean from the one guy on only on the second Tuesday of the month when the moon's at a certain point? Or <laughs> how how do you do that?
1: Yeah, it took a long time to get the right coffee beans. It was easily maybe even up to a year of trial and error. Um, right, dif- different beans, different grind sizes, different amounts of water. Yeah, um, different drip speed. Um, wow, and the beans was the hardest one. We just went from bean to bean to beans. And, uh, yeah, eventually ended up with Toby's estate, the Malu blend, which is what uh, is a really good espresso espresso blend. Yeah. And we're using that for a good probably six months, I'd say. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't the cheapest to get uh, up to $47.50 per kilo. Right. And then a few.
0: How many litres um, would you get out of a kilo if things are going right? And yeah, right. So, so a,
1: kilo, yeah, a kilo makes about six, 4.2. Yeah, about 4.8 litres.
0: Right, oh, right.
1: Five, nearly five litres, yeah, yeah, from okay. a kilo of beans.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's unreal. Which is,
1: which is awesome. And the, and the consistency now, just because we've worked with the new beans that we've got a, uh, got some new beans a few last year from Coffee Works. We were yep. having a holiday in Port Gregory. Thought we'd go and check out what life is like up in the North Queensland's.
2: Yeah.
1: And, yeah, found some little shop that had, like, chocolates and coffee and other, like boutiquey foodie things. And we're like, oh I some coffee beans from a local place um, the, from Coffee Works. They're in yep. Bariba in Queensland. Yeah. And there was a, a brand of coffee and they had some cool names. Yeah. And one was one was Cafibrillator. Right. So like uh oh, like, a a defibr- like, like a defibrillator. Like defibrillator caffeine. Caffeine. Yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. We
1: so yeah so like oh that's so how you had we had a smell of beans brought them home first go amazing stuff way oh. better than Toby's estate Wool and we were like we were set and that was the beans we've been getting we use, we use three bottles, three three bags in about a week or two. Just order a new, order two or three more bags. Yeah. They come within three or four days. It's Awesome! That's really good, and the That's quality cool. is just yeah. And they're consistent quality. Yeah, just like the Toby's Estate were consistent. These ones are consistent. Making the right. same grind, same drip speed, same process setting up. Just yeah.
0: And there's no real variation, right? You're just kind of fine tuning and tweaking. There's no sort of yep. you don't do like a with a twist of cotton candy or you know <laughs> bacon pieces or anything crazy it's just uh, uh, just trying to get it smooth and, and delicious yeah,
1: yeah yeah and then that sort of stuff is what the customer can do with it they can make whatever they want with this stuff right. um, just,
0: just recook it's, it's, with your drip
1: she's just started she just started making stuff this week so she did banana bread with um with cold drip yeah, that's and that's going to that slide was...
0: right into the market right so it's like not, don't just <laughs> drink it you can eat it and <laughs> yeah. all that. They go totally bonkers
1: that's it. And she's going to be trying some coffee, uh, coffee mocha mousse, like a custardy mousse for profiteroles. Yeah. She's
2: oh going to make goodness. some of that
1: today and tomorrow. Um, and she just started because we just had the, just last week we had some leftovers which were not drinkable. So it was, it was. I, I, I make a yeah yeah, so I make a big batch and I make a small batch and mm. I mix the percentages of the small batch with the percentages of the, of the big batch to make this nice, level, beautiful tasting extract right. so we had a lot of big batch left over from some time i had no small batch to mix with it so that just became like a ingredient to use for something so we're like
0: what are we gonna do what's the difference between your big batch and your small batch was the big batch like
1: yeah well the small batch comes out it's it's weird the small batch for some reason even though it's the same ratios and it takes the same amount of time to drip through for the amount of liquid it just comes out richer and darker we, we have no idea why it's just right. how, how it works so, yeah, so that gets mixed with the big big batch, which is not as rich and it's not as dark, but it brings the richness and darkness up to this right. awesome level, which is okay. just right, yeah. Yeah,
0: right. That's awesome. I was listening to something the other day, it's a bit of a tangent about... You know the the wine back in the Egyptian days apparently was there's all this talk of like you know wine if you had a bottle of wine it was 400 years old it was blah blah and fantastic it's like mm. apparently it was full of like amphetamines and all sorts of crazy <laughs> mushroom juice it's like of course the wine was good it's just it was just a, uh, a a medium to put the amphetamines in but <laughs> so the you know your small batches your amphetamines the big batches just this just gets it in your mouth. <laughs> Yeah, oh, do, you, do you think it's something you could really get into? Like, does it keep you? I mean, this is like, again, yeah. yeah, this is a puzzle for Mike, right? this like fine yeah. tuning and getting it right, and finding how many turns to the left and one to the right do I need to get? And yeah. Um, yeah, have you had any losses? Like, have you walked in one Wednesday and gone, "This just tastes like mud. I can't work with it."
1: In for the no early reason. days, in the early days, overflowing was a bit of an issue. Overflow. So, yeah, yeah. Too much if you have a- or something. If you have the dripper running too fast, right. it'll hit the beans and it won't soak through. The beans will start expanding and they'll just oh, overflow this oh muddy mess of beans onto <laughs> onto everything, including into the um the the the, the batch. It like, it's like a beaker, the the, the 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 bottle the bottle on the bottom catching the drip,
0: right. soaks
1: into there. It's oh, all good. Right. Right. But I mean, back then I wasn't selling commercially, so it wasn't such a huge issue. It was just me yep. learning how to use this crazy equipment there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, have you uh kind of is it something that you are kind of just doing for yourself, or have you have you poked around to other people that do it, and like have you been to like a pro joint that punches out by the liter every six minutes or anything like that? Or
1: yeah, well, I've been to a few cafes that are selling cold drip and tried it to give it a shot, and mm. they're it was awful. Often come <laughs> they come across they come across watery. So, right,
2: right. I mean,
1: it, it it does take a while to learn how to use a cold drip setup. Um, yeah. To make to make the water that comes out the bottom rich, dark caffeine filled coffee flavoured, not bitter, not watery. <laughs> yeah. To get to get to that process, it's just ages of learning. I mean to have someone in the cafe say, you know, okay, buddy, you're you're the cold drip guy. He'd have to be in there for ages learning yeah, this yeah. process. probably yeah, on his own like me yeah. from yeah. Google. Like, oh Google, what do I do, mate? And like Google's like, oh you yeah, know, you just Try a certain grind size, not quite espresso, not quite filter. It's somewhere around there. Get the drip for a second or a second and a half or two seconds or half a second and Mm. the the trial and error. Uh, Yeah, so, so, I mean, cafes, you'd have to have someone like me who is doing it all the time to get that. Mm. I don't want to sound like an idiot. I sound like a fool myself
0: now. (laughs) No, no, no. no. I mean, you're you're right. I mean, you can only ever appreciate how hard something is when you've actually given it a crack yourself. Yeah. Um, yeah it's just it's it's months the problem and years. With, it's, it's the problem with yeah. Google and YouTube these days is it gives us all these false senses of yeah. we can achieve this and we can achieve that. And then, unfortunately, I think a lot of us give something a go and then mm. we fail miserably because it's bloody yeah. hard work. And yeah. then we're like, oh, well, that's really hard and difficult and that person made it look so easy and now mm. I can't do it. I'm going to give up. Yeah, and that,
1: that person's been doing it for 10 years. That's that's yeah. it. They've been they've been skateboarding since they were a kid, they've been yeah. surfing since yeah. they were a kid. Yeah, I mean <laughs> they've been mountain biking, doing backflips since they were exactly. a kid. I mean, backflip.
0: The one thing I'd like to be able to do on a mountain bike. I think I'm an okay rider. I'll throw a full face on, run some enduro's. I've done a bunch of downhill and I won't punch big gaps. But if it's a race run and I need to be through there at a certain speed, it'll just happen. The one thing I'd like to be able to do in my everyday mountain biking, is manual. So on the back wheel, Uh, I'm not pedaling. Now, I I just don't have the balls. I don't have the courage. I don't have the skills. Mm -hmm. I'm on a 29er. My bike's pretty long and slack. It's a good trail rig, but I'd really have to put some work in and get someone to just... I also run cleats, so I need to throw the flats on, get down the park, and just fall on my ass a few times. And you look (laughs) at dudes that... you know. It's Like these days, there's this thing called the lanule where you jump, land on your back wheel, on the other side of the kicker, oh. and then just All keep right. going. That's the lanyard. It's the new term. Oh my
1: gosh!
0: But that you look at these. Hard. You look at these people, and they've been, like mm. you said, riding bikes since I was six years old. They, yeah. they, yeah, they yeah. ride downhill. They ride dirt. They ride. They ride moto. They ride everything. They're not like this. These guys that do these vlogs. They're not like this because they watched a YouTube video six months ago <laughs> and yeah, gave yeah. it a go. So, And we're really losing, I think. And there's a bit of old man in me right now because I get frustrated when I see people who are clearly younger than me, which is almost everybody Mm. I hang around with. I have very few friends my age because... I mountain and bike and I play video games and <clears throat> I, I like Star Wars and all those other things that most 49 to 50 something year olds aren't that interested in. Yeah. yeah. But I'm always with younger people and they're always like, oh, I tried to do this. No, that's shit. It's like, it's not shit, mm. mate. It's really bloody hard. And the reason yeah. why you think that dude's rad and he pulls all the chicks is because he's been yeah. doing it for like 20 goddamn years.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, and that, that guy has three videos on YouTube that everyone sees of him doing it perfectly every time. Every time, and not to mention
0: yeah. that if he's some sort of let's take mountain biking in as a professional athlete, mm-hmm. not only that, he's broken about 60% of the bones in his body <laughs> yeah. along the way. Uh, it's oh, hard, mate. man.
1: So, skateboarders, ankles, and knees oh. for you. All. Johnny for risks there yeah.
0: Johnny does dumb shit on his skateboard. He's not a young kid. I've seen him, like, fall off yeah. some shit on his Instagram. <laughs> I think he ends up breaking yeah. legs and stuff. And it's like, yeah. what were you thinking, man? Like, I love yeah. it when you're a kid playing games, but you've got to grow up, man, because it's going to ruin your life, you know, at that age. <laughs> going to, end to him. So, like, uh, I guess, coming back around, like, when I see mm-hmm. someone like yourself that's got the patience to work out the puzzle, and uh, mm-hmm. I think the motivation is... Oh, you know what? I'm trying to cover some costs. Would I like to do this for a living? Shit, yeah. But in the meantime, this is just keeping me alive. This is my art. This is, this is what I enjoy. Um, and actually,
1: yeah, I love doing it, even though it's work. Like I can just get in there, earphones yeah. in, yeah. Get it set up, listen to a podcast, listen to yeah. some music. Yeah. Back in the drum and bass playlist. Back in the you know the the grunge playlist, the new yeah. metal playlist, whatever it is. And just yeah. really have this this time to. Time to turn my, turn, my, turn my mind off now. Yeah, yeah, now that I know the process and stuff, it's like switching my mind off and just smelling coffee the whole time. And how long does it take you to, it and,
0: to prep a drip?
1: Yeah, so the three liter one takes around about just over an hour to set up and get running,
0: right? Right, and then what's the it's, drip period?
1: Yeah, about 30 hours for that three liter one,
0: 30 yeah, 24,
1: hours. Twenty. 24. If I get to monitor the drip like spot on like a few times, but like, it's generally like a day, day and a half.
0: So you have to time this, like, say for example, let's say you put it on, you've got to put it on Wednesday sometime. And mm. then sometime Tuesday, oh, sorry, Thursday, like after work, you've got to mm. go there. So do you have to yeah. kind of like kick it off? Say you after work, you get there at 5.30 PM. Mm. Do you have to kick it off like pretty much 30 hours before that point? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow, and, that's, and get, that's a and get, and get get it going and get it dripping steady so the drip stays const, constant and yeah. the drip's coming at the bottom constant and make sure there's nothing that's going to look like it's going to overflow or going to stop dripping. So, it's, so you
0: sort of set it up and then sit around and monitor it for whatever 20 minutes yeah, and you go, yeah, yep, we're good it. to go, all right. Yeah. So you guys yeah. you know, don't a bit. Do you like, yeah. on, on that, say, Thursday, Arvo, you're like sitting at work because you're in kind of like IT and stuff or something like that, server maintenance, or whatever. Are you sort of sitting there looking for like... Look, um, Oh, any minute I'm getting out of here, I'm going to check a fresh batch. Is that how you feel? It's just,
1: yeah, yeah, I don't look forward to the cleanup afterwards, but just getting there and having this big right. load of cold drip and then yeah. pouring pour into the, uh, the the bigger bottle, the storage bottle. And you stick like, your
0: face in and you go... <laughs> <laughs> Blessed by Mike.
1: Oh, man, I'd be, I'd be off my face on caffeine if I... <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm super sensitive to caffeine. Funnily, oh, my God, so funny. <laughs>
0: Uh, like a regular I mean, coffee
1: takes me like at least six hours to get through and i'll have it in two sittings
0: this is becoming more like breaking bad every moment because it's like i'm imagining you with a respirator on the so that you don't even <laughs> breathe in the beans or anything like that oh uh, shit! Sure. you're every time i do a drip prep i'm actually awake for 30 hours yeah <laughs> mm. the only thing i can compare it to is 3d printing because I love the feeling of I do no, I do zero work. I just recently upgraded to a machine. I've had a machine that's like five years old. It's like a dirty (laughs) old tractor with no roof and you you gotta grind the gears and stuff like that. (laughs) And this thing now has got a cabin and it's got a tape player and it's got air con. And then you know it's like power steering and it's like Let's just go play a paddock. So it's just, and it's quiet and it's reliable and stuff. But the best I can do is get a model. I've designed a few things myself, all those brackets for hanging my controllers and do things for cartridges. And I've given you guys stuff stands for Game Boys and things like that. But generally I take a design that either myself or someone else has done. I stick it in a card. I put it in the robot and I hook up a roll of plastic spaghetti to the robot. And I go, (laughs) and I go, go. And I know when I first got it, my daughter and I would sit down. and we're like, what are we going to put first? put pretty unicorn. Okay. And we sat there for like two and a half hours and watched this thing. Yeah. This become, all of a sudden there's a unicorn there. And I was like, how cool is that? And it's just, man, it's bonkers. It's compared to my brother and I running around the paddock with sticks to play Star Wars. Like, holy, yeah. really, it's the closest I come to making. And um, it's fine. I, I appreciate people that can make music, food, art, any of that sort of stuff. Totally jealous. I'm really lazy, and I'm not very creative, unfortunately. <laughs> but good on you for being neither of those.
1: Oh, man, it's um, yeah. I was born out of frustration with the espresso machine. I was like, I'm never touching one again. So, got the little cold drip set up, and I just keep. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't stop doing it. I just kept trialing and trialing. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's weird.
0: Do you have like a smaller version at home? It just does like. I know a cup's worth in four hours so you can sort of trial other beans or other processes or recipes that will translate into the big guy.
1: Um, no, I just have a the small one home as well and just run that. Right. Yeah. Mm. And
0: that's
1: my that's that's a coffee for home. Right,
0: right. And you don't get sick of your own stuff?
1: No. <laughs> sounds I mean, so nasty. Just, it's just like coffee. I don't yeah. get sick of my own
0: stuff. I love my own stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um yeah. yeah, I enjoy it every time I have a coffee. I enjoy it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Good on you. Good on you. Coffee and gaming, like they kind of go hand in hand. If you ever do yeah. want to do that, get like a twenty million. Oh uh, gosh. I know we can get some good stuff that'll keep you awake for thirty hours.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Another thing I want to talk to you about is uh, you've got a bit of a shoe fetish, Mike. A little bit. A little you've got bit. some yes. Air Maxes and things like that. <laughs> yeah, I saw a picture yeah, yeah. the other day. I was like, what is he doing? What is he on? This pair of Air maxes
1: <laughs> The dirty ones.
0: Yeah. dirty ones covered in muddy grass and shit because you were down the river yeah. checking out the floods. What's the deal, bro? You just got a pair of Air Maxes for just mowing the lawn?
1: Well, I was looking for a pair of sneakers. They're going to be mostly waterproof. So when I walk the dog in the morning, I, I usually walk, walk her down they, by a kitchen. do make Brook. them
0: now, you know. You could just buy them like Gore-Tex and stuff.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. But what am I? Comfy ones, that because it's hot weather too. I don't want these big hiking boots. It yeah. could be full of water. Well, welly boots, you yeah. know. It's like a thirty a thirty degree morning, but the yeah. the, the grass is soaked with dew because it's yeah. Brisbane. Yeah. So I wanted something that's going to keep my socks dry on a morning walk with the dog. Yeah. And then um and then be good for walking in. And So I was looking around for all these sneakers, just like a lightweight sort of sneaker. And I found some crazy Reebok ones, which was like future, back to the future ones with these weird purples and blues and stuff all yeah. through this, pl- this plastic outer casing, which was like proper plastic. So like, that's cool. Couldn't, couldn't find a, a, a pair of those in my size. And then one of the last shops I went to was, um, yeah, what was it? Foot Locker in the city. I was like, oh, cool. These Air Max are pretty plasticky and they just happen to be on sale. And they're almost like a plasticky pleather, all, every, every panel. Right. So almost like no warm. vents,
2: not many vents and things. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and so the vents, yeah, the vents on top are literally plastic on it at the toe with a few little holes in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, brought them, I bought them for like, a, like 80 bucks or something. Right, <laughs> real okay. good deal. Real good deal. Right. I've uh, got them home, sprayed it with the protector, the waterproofing protector. And yeah, they've
0: been oh, some okay. great off roading
1: shoes ever since. And they are muddy as hell now.
0: Well, that seems okay. Because at first there, I thought that, um, these were a pair of like classic nineties. You were just taking like, on oh, no. oh, the no. original Ferrari or Lamborghini Countach just out in the lawn for a bit of bit of round yeah. work.
1: Right. There would okay. there definitely be some like hardcore sneaker heads that'd be like, I'm this guy's doing the wrong thing. Oh, even <laughs>
0: with these shoes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like the Chicago Bulls. Right. Special, not special release. They were like eighty bucks. I don't know. They were probably people weren't buying them because they looked ugly or I don't know. I love the way they look, but yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, for me, they're a waterproofish pair of shoes, so walk them, dog in it. Perfect. Mm,
0: mm. Awesome. But yeah. All right. Well, look, we might, um, it's been such a good chat. I could talk to you about a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> uh, what I'll take from this is everybody now knows that I beat you in a fighting game. That's what's really important. <laughs> and we will never fight again. Oh, That's it, I'm, I'm actually at the moment playing through, I've just started like two days ago, PS4 Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, I've heard about that. Oh, yeah. like oh, I've got this thing about Samurais at the moment because I started watching this series on Netflix about Age of Samurais, like the 1500s. Oh. There was this big, like, yep. someone died and all of a sudden all the warlords were like, oh, shit, here's a chance for me to be the big boss. And it yep. um, kind of just goes through... This guy starts knocking people off, and then he takes over a bunch, and then the other dude comes in, and he's then he kills him, and then his cousin revenges and stuff. I was like, Ah. "Cool as." I was recently, like up to last month, I had the PS Plus. My daughter and I played Minecraft. PS Four versus PC got a PS PS Plus to play, and then I just thought I'd just put on my laptop and play it like that anyway. And it was like last month, I was like, "No, Ghost of Tsushima was." The game, one of the games. I was like, I'm never gonna play that. It was like two days later, I'm like, go get it, and it's gone. So I had to just buy oh. it. But they do have a downloaded version, but it's the director's card, it's like 110. Oh. I was like, oh, That's oh. Oh. so I managed to get it from like Target hard copy for like 50-something dollars. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm playing it now, and it's such a cool story, and I'm playing it in just one off easy because i think if you beat a game on easy you still beat the game and you enjoy the experience i'm playing yeah, it so yeah, yeah. they're speaking japanese with subtitles so it's like it's like watching this samurai film because it's got beautiful cut scenes and i mean i don't have a ps5 or a, a 75 inch bravia so i'm not spoiled or whatever <laughs> or you don't have the ps5 but you have a really <laughs> great tv um so for me i'm playing it now i've moved all my stuff with a hdmi switcher and stuff into my game room on my kind of like 20 something inch oh. monitor, some real close headphones and stuff. But it's like watching a samurai film, and you kind of get to interact and be part of the process. Yeah. And it's um and it's that real typical kind of Japanese tale where there's just so much honor. Now, I don't mean to offend any Japanese people that are listening, but this is how, as a Western Aussie kid, there's always this honor and sort of sadness, and there's a loss, but it's it's how it works, it's how it goes. Mm. And once you've made these commitments that's your commitment for life and if you turn and you say to someone i'll be back i just need to do this and then we'll go and take that castle together you're doing it you're doing it yeah. and it comes through in this story and it's just i find it a really heart-wrenching story because a lot of <laughs> the mongols invade this island just off japan and okay. uh, i must be i don't know pre i don't even know the period i'm not a historian and it's kind of like now you're gonna try and push them back but it's just this one or two characters kind of getting together um, fantastic game! Fantastic
1: game. Um, what so, else? What else are you playing lately?
0: Uh, I've been playing this game called Curse of the Dead Gods, also on PS4, which, um, right. it's kind of like a Diablo type um mm-hmm. dungeon crawler, like you know, kind of um, what's that that view where you're like three quarters and iso something whatever and yeah, um yeah. yeah something like that and you kind of like you can go and collect weapons and it's got this thing where you can kind of run a level for like 20 minutes and go oh i'm gonna to need to do that different Branching paths things like that um double dragon on the famicom been given yeah, a good cool, nudge cool, cool, um but of xbox when the halo series came out start playing the original oh. halo and that's it that yeah. blows me away like Having the CRT, I can play Double Dragon on the Famicom all the way. When I first got the Xbox, for whatever reason, I assumed the original Xbox was HDMI. Yeah, yeah. and I was very wrong. <laughs> and I plugged it into my CRT, and I'm walking around. There's like lens flare and all this stuff, and I was like, I can't believe on the same technology. Sure, when they made the Famicom, the CRT technology was very different to yeah, when this point. to when this twenty nine inch trinitron mm-hmm. flat screen came out and the xbox but it's still very similar yeah and to go from that famicom to the xbox i was just like this <laughs> is crazy this is I, I love being spoiled where i can just listen to a podcast you can tell me a game i've got Everdrives. Yeah. i've literally got access to everything and i can yeah. just kind of go get it stick it on the Everdrive." You know, or stick it on, on an ODE or something, and just experience yeah. it because for me, gaming is ninety percent experience. Like you and I were playing mm-hmm. when I was over last with the Saturn, and we played that um that side sho- side scrolling shooter with yeah. like was all the characters. I can't remember the name of it, but it's like was it was it called Flink? No, it wasn't so, called no, Flink. No. It was it's a Japanese name. It was freaking fantastic, and they're like, yeah. They're throwing things and shooting things, and it's got that whole kind of, like, monkey magic-y kind of... Um, oh, uh,
1: yeah, Sengoku, ten, ten guy Sengoku Blade.
0: Sure. No worries. Yep.
1: Uh,
0: and, I, like, <laughs> I played play a few times on my own. I was like, this is monstrously difficult. And we just, like, punched the credits and got through it. And it was, like, yeah, such yeah. a good experience. That those little, like, chats in, like, yeah. it's, like so, so serious. I'm like, I wish I knew what I was saying. <laughs> so good. So good. No, i just doing that, just playing bits and pieces of yeah, yeah. Like I said, I've moved the VR in here. So mm-hmm. last night I was playing a bit is of this... um, Star Wars, like chasing typos yeah. around and feeling really sick and being terrible at it. I just got, I <laughs> been like the way I've got it set up here is I've got the camera really close to me and calibrated so I can sit real close on my couch. My TV was so far away that the camera sat up on top of the TV. And if you yeah, lean yeah. back, it starts to black out. It's like, oh, oh, oh. I, can, I can't see your The camera doesn't have the range. So now I'm really close. I can lean back and I'm in a swivel chair so I can turn around and see my R2 unit at the back window of the X-Wing <laughs> and things like that. Uh, yeah. I'm literally just flying around, just dodging bits of steel and just yeah. going, this is what it's like to be an X-Wing part, man. This is pretty bloody cool. <laughs> um, I've got um, one of the, what's it called? The, the big jet fighter sim. Uh, something combat. Um, in, it's got a bunch of VR missions. The other day we went and saw oh, yeah. the latest Top Gun. went saw Maverick, and I cried. Oh, uh, cool! I cried heaps. Uh, have oh, you seen okay. it? No, no. no. Uh, well, I mean, when the first Top Gun came out, I was like an Air Force cadet, and oh. you know, I was watching it. And I was like, yeah. "That's me. Yeah. i was put my yeah. name up there." That's that's my. <laughs> it, it never turned out that way, but I've always had a bit of a love for it. You know, it's just one of those of yeah, like, yeah. my era. And just the way it starts and the way it goes and the way it works and everything about it, it wasn't yeah. like the, the new Star Wars where I was like, eh, yeah, cool. But when this played, I was just like, oh, my God, I'm just 14 <laughs> again. And I cried so much. But that's me. <laughs> that's the biggest Fair so- enough, yeah? It was like me and my daughter and my wife were all like the three of us in the dark. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Not all of it's sad. Not all of it's uh, sad. Oh, cool, yeah. cool.
1: It's
0: a good film. Tom Cruise, I mean, He's a weird cat, but I don't know. He doesn't do much yeah. wrong on, on the screen, I reckon. He does great movies, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, that's about me, mate. It's there's always oh, so God. much. And, yeah. then I, and then I have a chat with someone like you. Like I do this once a month, which always something I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, got to check that out. And then that'll consume me for like almost <laughs> everything I do. I do it. I do about half the game, and then I'm like, all oh, right, yeah. got, got to move on. Can't play. Like like you said, Neil just plays a game for a year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would be... That's be mental asylum material for me. Uh, I couldn't, yeah.
1: Yeah. I just I just want to experience as much as I can, much variation. Yeah. Even though I go back to PS1 and play certain games, I just love doing that. But, like, I still want to experience yeah. new stuff and get to new parts of games I've never been before.
0: Yeah. What's your most common, I'm going to go play that, like your kind of comfort food? What's, what's yeah, the game? Yeah. Well, um, two or so three Worms,
1: Worms World Party on PS1.
0: Right.
1: Uh, <laughs> Colin McRae on PS1. Right. Um Yoshi's Island on Super Nintendo. Yeah. That cool. is just so beautiful. nice and relaxing and yeah. sometimes frustrating but still yeah. fun to play. I, I wouldn't agree um, on relaxing,
0: but it is very beautiful.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Raven Raven Project on PS1, which is this Raven yeah, arcade right. game, because I yeah. got the arcade stick, which just makes it this fun, perfect arcade because it's
0: Is that a PS is that like a PlayStation arcade stick?
1: Uh, it is a PS2 arcade stick, which works on works on PS1.
0: Yeah. Right. And it's good. Or switches yeah. and stuff. It's not just awesome, like the, yes. like what's the uh the SNES one isn't really a. a stick. It's, just, <laughs> no. it's just a big D pad with a huge handle on it. Yes,
1: that's the well, man. When I was inside that thing, I it blew my mind. Just, just, really? just a D pad thing, but just bigger. <laughs> yeah. Four points touching. Wow! Um, but yeah, so it's, it's like from it's a, st- a Sam parts here.
0: Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, wicked, wicked. we could, and that works
1: perfect for any arcade style games. Um, yeah, yeah, but they had like. They're, they're the main ones I'll come back to. I will get into a bit of Super Mario 3 every now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some Rock and Roll racing and mm-hmm. some some Mortal Kombat 2 occasionally on the 16 bits. Right. But, yeah, they're, they're the, the big ones that I'll come back. And, yep. and Karushi, Karushi on PS1, or IQ as it's called in the um, other territories. Right. It's a pu- puzzle game, which is super addictive.
0: Yeah. Right, right. Puzzle games are interesting in that, it's just a different process. You're not shooting and not punching. Yeah. That one yeah. you and I were playing, can you remember the name of that? I
1: the Lemmings style one? Yeah, yeah, sort of like lem- so cool. lemmings,
0: half Lemmings, half Tetris.
1: Yeah, um, yeah that was such a good, yeah. good idea for a game.
0: Yeah, yeah. I and mean, when you kind of get it. You're like, oh, there it is. There it is. You'll yeah. yeah, we'll have to give that another crack. No worries. All right, well, look, sure. what we might... um. Yeah. I can't wrap it up there, but I'm going to give you an opportunity yeah. to do some shout outs and stuff. I, I always do a shout out and I'll start with mine and let you rip. Um, look, one of my favorite people on the internet is scruffy looking RGB. Um, <laughs> I first saw his stuff on YouTube, a lot of kind of wandering, lives in lives in Tokyo, as far as I know, still there at the moment, a, a, a American guy um i had kid Shuriken a little while back and they do a bit of stuff together so cool. there's there's nothing cooler than watching someone kind of wandering around tokyo slash paradise just shopping yeah. and just looking at things and like i've sort of started dabbling in famicom carts so i've got a hookup and every now and then he helps me out and throws a few things in his basket for me awesome so, so i just gotta go a little wall of famicom carts starting but just to just watch him just wander around and chat and uh, this is okay. And that's okay. And that, but he has a lot of other stuff as well. So he's got Instagram, uh, his Instagram. Um, the, uh, the reason I first followed him was scruffy looking should be scruffy looking nerf herder, which is, <laughs> which is what Leia says to him. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, Who's scruffy. So he has a bit of like within his Instagram and stuff, is a bit of R2 D2 floating mm. around. So it's clearly, I would like, I think you and I would get along. Um, so yeah, look, I'll put the in the note, the notes in the in the show notes there. Scruffy looking Nerf, uh, scruffy looking RGB, and it's a bit for everybody. It's just another, as I say, it's always something I put in. I like to have it in my feed, so that as I go through my Instagram, I just see things that make me happy, and yeah, that's I it. Try not to spend money, but I can't blame it <laughs> myself if I do. Um, so yeah, look, buddy, I'm gonna now hand the mic to you, and um, look, like I've mentioned. Yeah, Mentioned Sean and Dennis and Neil. Um, yeah. I'll put I'll put there. Neil's not very Instagram. He he's too busy mm. playing the same game every bloody day. <laughs> but uh, Dennis is you know, more you know some more arcade stuff. And Sean obviously the one of your co-hosts there. Sean's got his own. And I'll put in played up podcast. Um, yeah, cheers, we've, cheers. we've already mentioned sort of Netherworld. If you want to say some more, but I'll definitely put there. Uh, their info in there and, um, yeah. and one up as well. I know you have one not- up, yeah. those guys. So yeah, just rattle off a bunch of stuff that people and places that you really want to sort of kick the can
1: for. Yeah, no worries. All right. Um, yeah, uh, heading over to Perth, Western Australia, there's the Nostalgia Box, which is a right. console museum. It's absolutely great. awesome. Um, there's Player One Arcade over there too, which is a great little arcade that this guy who runs a music school and then his side business is his own personal arcade attached to that
0: oh sick is great
1: so that's open for free play events and um yeah you can you can rent the place out right uh, hire functions and and stuff Uh, yeah yeah heading down to hobart with the replay bar yeah they're a great place yeah are you are you from
0: hobart or you're not from hobart are you what what, because i grew up in hobart what what takes you to Uh, hobart
1: oh um just just knowing there's a barcade there. <laughs> yeah, <enough>. yeah. <laughs> Following them so, on Instagram a little while back. And, it's a
0: long way to go just to put a, a Gallagher score up, mate. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Although I did I did do that, the Nostalgia Box, when I was there, because I've always got a Gallagher machine running. Right. So I um, I boosted there the PB that was on there from someone from 300 right. up to five 500, and then I ran out, out of time, 500,000. Yeah. I ran when out it, of time. I was like, oh.
0: Hand him 100 bucks and say, you can't, don't turn that off for a week.
1: <laughs> oh, no, they, they, they keep a card on the machine oh, for the top three scores. Yeah, is yours still
0: yeah.
2: there? I'm oh, not sure.
1: I haven't been there. for I was two weeks ago. I was in Perth.
2: Right. Okay. So,
1: yeah. Um, okay. Uh, what else we got? Yeah. So um, Flipped as well up in Toowoomba in, in, in Bristol.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: That's a great little barcade. Great bunch of people that run it. And, yeah, what a lot of a good times there.
2: Yep. Yep.
1: Um, yeah, heading up to... Um, Empire Arcade in uh, in Townsville. Empire oh, right. Alternica- Alternacade. That's a great place. Right. Um, oh, what else have we got? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then obviously in Brisbane. Yeah, 1UP Arcade. Uh, pinball House, another great one. Right, um, yeah. Pinball, H-A-U-S. Yeah. Oh, amazing place run by Babak and his wife and their machines. Their pinball machines are like really? perfection. Tuned. Like re- restored. Right. Just pristine, amazing things
0: yeah,
1: to play on. Right. Yeah, and yeah, obviously you know Netherworld. We always talk about Netherworld, one-up yeah. arcade.
0: Yeah. Um, obviously, yeah. things like B-Pack is is a big deal in your yeah. life. I mean, yeah, tell us yeah, so. some so, 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 Netherworld and B-Pack. Um, it's kind of go hands in hand. I think that's kind of where yeah. it all sort of started. Yeah. But yeah. B-Pack's a pretty big deal, hey? For this for this community. It's massive. Yeah. It's
1: massive, yeah. yeah. It, it, it brings the Australian um, classic gaming, classic arcade gaming and, and, and pinball gaming communities to, to one massive competition mm-hmm. event that runs from the 15th of July through to the 24th. Yeah. Just, yeah. just going to double check that. I'm pretty sure that yeah. is the dates.
0: I mean, Netherworld really has the, the recipe. I know I've done a couple of the ultimate denizens there, not because I've got a hope in hell of being even a blip on the scorecard, but... You know, you rock up. Uh, there's 20 odd games that they've picked. You know, and everything yep. from, everything from, freaking House of the Dead with a light gun, and mm. you'll play a random person Mortal Kombat and a bit of Bubble Bobble, and there'll be like at the first year I went, there was um, Beat Saber on the PS4. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, and the, the reason why I bought uh, VR for my PS4 was because of that game that time. <laughs> um, was it the last one? One of the games was Mega, uh, sorry, Master System California games. Just the BMX. Oh yeah, <laughs> and there was just so much stuff, and you're like, I would never have touched this game. And just to see, it's such a level playing field because just to see, like I know, like at least half a dozen people in the room amongst the thirty to fifty mm. competitors are just that denizen, which is not related to b-back but a similar <laughs> feel that everybody's there for yeah. fun. But if they were running side by side, people are kind of dropping elbows and trying to work out what's going on here and what's going on there. And how do you do that? And just, yeah, bloody cool.
1: So yeah. So, so BPAC is a massive competition that's open to the public. Anyone can buy tickets to come and compete in the arcade or the pinball competitions. There's competitions every day from the 15th right the way through to the 24th.
2: Yeah.
1: They just opened recently opened tickets for the final party frenzy. Which is on the night of the twenty fourth, and that is a a wild party. Does that involve of, like uh, a
0: bubble machine, and you like shampoo. Bottles? There's
1: there's going to be smoke machines probably. There's some lighting shows. It's just like a, a like a nightclub disco. It's going all to be happening. Like a brew dog. Yeah, it's yeah, All a brew dog this year too. So, um, and yeah, so you can check it out on bnepack um, You can hit the, the Instagram as well, which is um, just bnepack. Uh, on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's it's an amazing event. If, if you're even interested in gaming in the slightest or pinballs in the slightest, anyone's welcome to come along, have a look, check it out. There'll be yeah. free play sessions for the public to come in and play if they haven't bought a ticket for competitions. So yeah. the public can just walk in and check these games out, watch the competitions, yeah. play the games, play the pinballs, the arcades. Um, yeah, check it out, buy some cool merch from the merch table. There's always a whole bunch of cool... Shirts. I'll, I'll, yeah, there'll be some, co- well, some but, coffee. Some coffee. I'll be stocking there too, which
0: is well, a bit of dark matter to get you going if you want to play a game for thirty hours. That's it. Yeah. That. Just skull, skull half a liter of this stuff. I know, like yeah. um, the the first one I went to, twenty nineteen. Billy Mitchell was there, and mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what you think of him, to be in the same room is it's a bit like being in the same room as one of the wrestlers that wasn't as popular as Hulk Hogan. It was maybe a bit of a villain. Yeah. Regardless, you're around someone who's part of the history and i bought a yeah. bunch of these it just felt like and walter was there and i mean mm-hmm. walter was cool. kind of pretty out there it's like yeah. getting old and stuff and they were kind of looking after him and that sort of stuff but i bought a bunch of um a bunch of billy's hot sauce and a bunch of shirts <sighs> and stuff I was i was like i just got to grab this stuff while i've got the opportunity i yeah. got the yeah. um the uh donkey kong christmas ornament the uh, you know oh, the- cool Super expensive ones going sign that. He actually we talked before, I was thinking about when you're talking about parking your ship in Gallagher. And he was playing Pac-Man. And I was there like oh. two in the afternoon. He was just standing there having a game, trying to do his thing. And I sort of standing there and someone and I let these sort of his his mind to let him know I'd like to, you know, have a chat with him when he's got time, mm. blah, blah, blah. And he kind of he kind of looked at me and then he was played his game. And the next thing he just parks the, the Pac-Man, turns around. <laughs> And so he looks at me, he's a really massive dude. Like, he is big, yeah, He's yeah, very tall. But someone that can play with video games, he's got these huge hands. And he reached yeah. out with this massive hand and chatted with me and signed my stuff. And it's like, all right, no worries. And got back and unparked his Pac-Man and moved on. Um, You know, you've got to be in those spaces to be around people yeah. that, that are good at what they do. And sometimes, I know there's a few people I know that didn't even know this sort of stuff existed. And you just... Yeah. In your area, wherever you are, whatever you do, and the world's opening back up again, have a look around. There's stuff going yeah. on that's just insanely awesome and fun, and you'll find your people. And that's what I think Netherworld it. does. It just creates this places like Netherworld create these spaces
1: for yeah. you. And communities.
0: The communities, that's right. You know, we got, we've got enough. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for sports and the, what it does for a society, but we've got enough football clubs. <laughs> we've got enough, I don't know, Football clubs. <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> yeah. We've got enough cricket clubs. And, you yeah, know, there's there's yeah. people that need more than just whacking a ball around. Um, yeah. Sorry, I totally overtook that. Feel free to plug anybody else or anything else. Or, yeah, yeah, uh, no worries. Um,
1: you well, a couple have, of favourite.
0: You don't have an Insta for your coffee. That's just kind of on you, isn't it? Oh, no, yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's some
1: Subculture Cafe AUS really? on Instagram and um, and Facebook. Okay we'll be changing the name on the um, on the actual images to subculture Drip very soon because we're not a cafe we're just selling cold drip so it'll still be under subculture cafe to search for us but we'll be called subculture cold drip in the next few right, weeks right. months as we transition the yeah.
0: and the, anybody in Australia could purchase coffee from you yeah, yeah have yeah, you definitely. done the have you done the international no
1: reason? no at the, at the moment i have to sell a lot to make it worth it for the person on the other
0: side right yeah shipping would have bonkers. to be a good
1: few liters yeah yeah yeah
2: right
1: i looked at i looked at shipping two one liters to the uk it was already at 60 bucks shipping
0: wow before and you bought was, it
1: yeah yeah <laughs> pretty so sure. not quite
0: yeah pretty sure they've got cold drip over there they could get cheap
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah go on
1: uh yeah uh a bit of a bit of YouTube. I love a couple of YouTubers as well. Um, RMC The Cave, which used to be called the Retro Man Cave. A guy called Neil runs that channel. He's got his own he's built his own video game museum in the past yeah. year or so.
0: Nice. Uh, year
1: a year or two. Yeah. He renovated the upper levels of the old mill in um, in England somewhere. And yep. yeah. Yeah, definitely the um, the My Liking gaming guys as well. Um, the which are, which are great. Yeah, M L I G they are. They do a lot of good stuff. Um, ETA Prime is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. picks up a lot of the new, like, Chinese the, yeah. made handhelds and yeah. stuff.
0: Yeah. I appreciate um, his honesty, you know, and is yeah. Yeah. just one of those guys that's out there and just, I don't know, how these dudes get a hold of all this stuff. They must have boxes of gear that they kind of yeah. either bought or. They're going to get rid of it somehow. <laughs> they must have some amazing yeah. garage sales. Yeah, love it. <laughs> yeah. I learned most of my yeah. pie stuff off him when I was first ah. into it. Um, yeah, he just has a really good way of sort of saying, you could do this, you could do that, and you could get something on script, but you won't know what happens when it breaks. So here's yeah. how to set this up and be familiar the most simple and easy way. And I mean, I had a bunch of Bluetooth and I was trying to, all those eight biddos trying to get them to be controller for certain systems and stuff and yeah, yeah. his his stuff is great but a lot of it's that yeah, kind of yeah. like now the what they call that new thing that's come out the steam deck like it's oh yeah there's every week there's a new rg740b yeah. and he's just yep yeah, he'll tell you what to spend your money on i think and, and know you're <laughs> yeah, trusting yeah. him yep
1: yeah and speaking of that hobbyist side of um games yeah a nostalgia is a great one <laughs> right they watching watching their um their YouTube videos and their how-tos and their online support helped me help me modify my PS1 Classic Mini, which which got me thousands of C64 games back into them. Super NES games, um, yeah. a whole bunch more new different PS1 games I haven't seen before. Yeah. And yeah. the whole the whole retro arch outfit fits onto your, your PS1 Mini Classic and it just becomes a, an amazing place to, to game yeah, out of. Yeah.
0: yeah, considering it was pretty shit when they put it out. So you might as well do oh, something yeah. with it.
1: Yep, they missed the mark on a lot of the games they put on there. They did, they did.
0: I think I saw today something about a, a Mega Drive 2 Mini coming out. Oh,
1: really? Yeah,
0: which is <laughs> okay, kind of cool. It okay. the first one, I think the the Mega Drive 1 with the Tower of Power and all the bits mm-hmm. and pieces and stuff. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Any more for any more? Um, you can shoot me later anyway if there's anybody yeah. else that... Yeah. I mean, you know, love you all. You're all fantastic. Yeah. But if you think of anybody later, like just shoot me a message and we'll add it on. I have got a few days to kind of sort oh, this out.
1: Oh, the other the other the hobby, which isn't it's it's a, it's a background hobby at the moment, which is my car. So um, the Rexy, the Rexy, the, the, Rex, yeah, the WRS. Yeah. Uh, so Mighty Car Mods is probably one oh, of my yeah. favorite YouTube channels as yeah. well. They are they are great fun to watch and they just do a lot of good stuff with.
0: That that dude uh, is it, uh, Turbo Yoda. Oh yeah. He yeah. actually so around. Excuse me, about 12 years ago, I had a uh, Forester, a 2000 Forester, which oh, I yeah. lifted, put a bull bar on, a rear bar, <laughs> snorkel. It originally had the stock two litre. Um, yeah. I took it to him and he, he changed it to manual and oh. he put a three litre imported like... From an outback? from an Outback but it was like a Japanese imported one custom oh. exhaust and stuff. Oh yeah, man, it was freaking. I didn't even know who the dude was. I was just googling around trying to find someone who would put yeah. the Outback motor in it and he couldn't get an Outback and he was in Japan. And he's like, yeah. "Oh, I have a container coming over. I can get you one of these." It was like a variable valve thingy bob and it came yeah. back sound like a rally car but much smoother <laughs> and sweeter. And a buddy of mine at the time had a BMW and he's like, where are you getting your car And I'm like this dude. And he goes, Are you serious? He goes, Do you know who Turbo Yoda is and <laughs> car mods? I'm like, No, and he goes, This is like having it's like fucking sky Luke Skywalker working on your car. This dude is the dude, <laughs> and he did it for a really good price and stuff. And I mean, I moved the car yeah. on eventually, but yeah, it was pretty bad. I pushed it out when he pushed it out, and he's like, I'm really happy with this car, man. I I really enjoyed oh. doing this because he done He'd done one that didn't go so great. He's like, I've got it, yeah. I've got it, I can make this work. Yeah, yeah Mighty yeah. Carmods, mad people. Mad people right just channel. when you think buying a console and putting a mode in it is expensive. No. Nah. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Someone's doing things more expensive than you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, mate. Yeah. Well, thank yeah. you so much for your time. I really do appreciate no it. Saturday they, or Saturday evening now, and we can chat yeah, and yeah. take it easy. And um, yeah. Let you go no, and check. Thanks, your thanks for having me on. Thanks for no. that, yeah. Well, I had, I had Sean and Dennis and Neil, and it occurred to me that I was like, yeah. "Man, Mike's like the most interesting. Do you have all of them? Why haven't I had him on yet?" Oh, <laughs> oh,
1: Don't tell him I said that. Nah. they're all lovely. It's man. because I'm mountain bike isn't it? Yeah it's the mountain bike <laughs>
0: right. Get out and pedal, you lazy bums! Yeah. Um, <laughs> at this point in time, Sean's still in Europe, and he'll be back soon. Yeah. So it'll be be nice yeah. to try and catch up with him, and ah, let to bring to him over. Back here. Here. I have to bring him over and show him what he did because in reality (sighs) this is all Sean's fault Um, because he gave me that CRT like I was kind of happy with my pie into an LCD with shades and filters and he gave me that CRT Yeah, and that was just pulling that little bit of like the (sighs) damn wall just chipping away at the rock (laughs) a bit and that just (sighs) just opened the gates and you know it's good so I do appreciate I do have to buy that man at least one more Henry's or something <laughs> get him over and show him what he did. Nasty. Yeah, right, your buddy. room is pretty awesome there. Yeah. I love it. I'll yeah. have to. think the girls are heading away soon. I'll have to get you over and. Yeah, it's just a bit small. Yeah, get yeah. you in, get you flying some Tie Fighters, dude. This is yeah. Uh, yeah. blows you away as you as you move around the light, kind of in the game, kind of coming through the window because they're like they're almost they're panelled, you know. And yeah. as you move around, you look around, the light kind of shadows across the inside of the cockpit, and you know, he's got the yeah. glove there, and you're like, you know that. Those scenes when the TIE fighters chasing and they look back at the pilot and he's so badass he's the big <laughs> helmet and you can't see an expression. And his hands just moving. and he's like beep, 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 selecting buttons and stuff. And <laughs> you look down at your hands inside the cockpit and you're like, Now I'm one of those badasses. Sure. asses. <laughs> <laughs> <So> good. <clears throat> All right, mate. Well, thanks so much for yeah. your time. We'll get, nah, cheers. We'll get together soon for some gaming and some riding and sure. Have a sniff of your crazy coffee and uh I got get you out on I gotta get out
1: on those trails with you. That's Man, been, it's been I'm, too long.
0: I'm here all the time, and now's it's, it's yeah. good. Now it's not bloody hot. you have yeah. very few excuses to not come out for a spin. Heading That's out it, tomorrow yeah. at about seven ish. So if you want to be up and uh, at it, you can be here.
1: Tomorrow morning. I will check. I think we might have something on. I'll double check seven if nine. not. If I'm I don't can. hear from
0: you, yeah, then you're a lazy lastin. Where right, do you mate? see
1: my bike? Oh, it's a mess.
0: Ah well, it needs, sounds yeah. like it needs a good riding. That's yeah.
1: Cheers. <laughs> All right, buddy. Nice Take start. it easy. O. You too. Gotcha.
0: Bye.